Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast dedicated to updating an out-of-touch person's wardrobe, one piece of 80s-era material at a time. Here are two guys that like their sex like they like their soft drinks. Do you want that in the can? Will you take it? Right in the ass, you fucking scumbag cocksucker! Matt and Doug. <laughs> nice. There's a lot of background noise going on here. Well, that's my business is cleaning up stuff down here. Uh, And she didn't realize when you're like, give me three seconds of silence. All of a sudden she's like rattling drawers in my workshop. (laughs) Hey, man. So uh, first of all, happy new year, Doug. Happy new year. And it's, it's Matt. Uh, Before we actually jump into it, just wanted to point out last week, uh, we had some audio issues at the, it was the first nine minutes, basically where I was trying to multitask and I was trying to get yes. something fixed at the same time. And you could tell that something was off. We probably should have actually went back and re-recorded the first nine minutes. That's ah, all right. But the, the rest of the podcast was really, really good, I thought. It was, it was a lot of fun. I it, laughed out loud on my re-listen. Except for it was a just bus chucking after bus <laughs> chucking. Last week was brutal. <laughs> but that was, that, that's what makes it fun sometimes. But I, if... And there are some people that are new to the podcast, and they listen to it, they're like, God damn, they really go after each other. Yeah, well, buckle up. This week might uh, contain the same. Okay, so let's jump into it. And now, it's time for podcast housekeeping. So there was a a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I already talked about the whole thing of, of the first nine minutes, but... One thing I actually did when I re-listened to the podcast, I actually I, I did a, I did a count, and I did a count looking for a specific thing, and there's already been one instance of it so far in in this oh, podcast. That's that's in my notes. Let me see. Hold on a second. In my housekeeping notes, uh, I had an excessive amount of heymans. <laughs> there, there were nine. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, that's like one of my go-to greetings. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> But Jen said it was mostly me. I'm like, I don't know about that. No, it was, it was me quite a bit too. Uh, but moving on, um, the the guy in Basic Instinct 2 that I said was in nothing else, he actually was on The Walking Dead, which I never watched. Okay, and what? No no idea what character he played, just he was on The oh. Walking Dead. Oh, all right. Um, you had said that you when you didn't know what the number 69 meant in a sexual way that you looked it up in the dictionary? Yes. And I didn't believe you, so I looked it up in the dictionary. Would you like me to read the definition? Sure, go ahead. 69, a number that is more than 68. Also, mutual cunnilingus and fellatio, and in your case, mutual fellatio, (laughs) or mutual cunnilingus. See? So I I was not lying. That's that's not a Matt lie. No. Uh, The radar dish assembly or whatever installation is the very large array in Saqqaro, New Mexico, and it is the same thing that was featured in the movie Contact. So Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. Oh, 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 okay. All of the, not the giant dish that's in Puerto Rico. No, 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 no. Talking about the one that Roy Scheider was on. Okay. That we said, was that the same one in Contact? I said, I thought so. And that's what it was. And yes, it was the same one in Contact. All right. So what was your distance to Gatlinburg from Columbus, Ohio? It's supposed to be about, I don't know the distance, it's supposed to be about seven hours, seven okay. and a half hours. All right. Ours is... 10 hours and 29 minutes. That's weird because when I looked it up, when I, I did Heartland to Gatlinburg, I thought it said it was 12 hours. No, it did not. Maybe huh? you're looking at a different Heartland. 
that's, that's possible. Okay, um, Ben Kingsley played Trevor Slattery in Iron Man 3, but was posing as the Mandarin. Yes, but he's not Mandarin. No. He's just a bad guy. I mean, yeah. Uh, nothing about John Williams composing or uh, directing in 2001 or 2010. Obviously, oh. in 2001, that's all classical music. Right. Uh, da, 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 da. I thought the NASA chief was Jason Bernard. And it was not. That's, oh, Jason, that's why I said, Jason, yeah. Jason Bernard from like six different movies that we've done. Yeah, he was in uh, No Way Out. Yeah. And um, all of me. He was blind. Yes. Yeah, he was the the, yeah, the blind guy. Steve Martin's blind friend that played yes. saxophone, I think. Yes. How did something Wong come up? Oh, it was, it was your your name of oh, Bitakakoff. Oh, and... Bitakakoff and Natasha Kamalatov. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, talking about, I had said that there was a, a bunch of, for a, from a plane crash, a news report actually reported this. ATV has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, We Too Low, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing on Saturday. I believe when Jen was listening to the podcast and she heard that part, she's like, that's not real. Yeah. That and didn't in, actually in happen. That, <laughs> in that same YouTube clip, it then cuts to a guy like that night or the next day apologizing. Basically, some intern just called the NTSB and... Somebody just answered the phone and said, oh, yeah, these are the names. And they didn't verify. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> trust, but verify. That's what that's that's you get one job, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You had one job. <laughs> that's actually from later in the podcast. But... Oh, all right. Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, you have a couple things, but uh, the boobless calculator trick. Yeah. Dolly Parton's boobs weighed 69 pounds, and that was too, too, too much. Uh -huh. yeah. So she went down to 51st Street and saw Dr. X. She had eight operations, and she was dot, 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 boobless, which is basically 69, 222, 51 times eight divided by blah equals or boobless. That's what the actual thing is. Right. Yes. Uh, Jodie Foster is married. Okay. <laughs> She's a confirmed yeah, 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 okay. 2014 to Alexandra Hedison, who's a lovely woman, by the way. Okay. Never heard of her. Me either have I. The, uh, I called it the blip for the Avengers, and I thought that I was actually technically wrong, that it's the snap, but the blip is actually the technically correct term, but most fans refer to it as the snap. Okay. The bad guy from Lost in Space, or I shouldn't say, he's not really a bad guy, he's just... I mean, I pedophiles know. are bad. I don't know how you would describe Dr. Smith. That was his name. Yeah, he actually was kind of a, a super bad guy in the first episode or two, and then they changed his character a little bit. Yeah, there's an eight-minute super clip of him just screaming like that. <laughs> Great. Apparently, that was his go-to thing. Uh, you you questioned the temperature of the old bag being in Celsius. That is indeed metric. Ah, that's what I said, isn't it? 
I, I was saying I couldn't, I didn't remember which one was Imperial, which one was, was metric, but it is metric. All right. Russian space heroes. What was the name of the ship? Was it the Titov? Uh, what? One of them was the Titov, and you kept on going back and forth of what it was called because it was called one thing, then it was called the other thing. The Leninov or something? Leonov, the Leonov, that's the first Russian, well, first human being to do a spacewalk. And then Titov was the second person or second Russian to orbit. Okay. Uh, I had said that the the actress that played Floyd's wife reminded me of somebody, and I couldn't place who it was, and it's actually Joanna Gleason. Who's yes. probably best known for pl- playing one of Rachel's bosses on Friends? Yes, and she's also the cunty mom in Boogie Nights. Yes, yeah, I did not remember that until you actually said that to me. Yeah, she says something like, "She's they're sitting eating breakfast, and she's bitching at Mark Wahlberg about his slutty girlfriend, and then the dad, who's basically a cuck, goes to kiss her, and she, she's like, ah, your scratchy beard hurt my face. She's a real rag." Okay, I only got one thing left. Oh, okay. That's uh, the space station in Generations was the Amaragosa. Amaragosa or Amaragosa? Probably Amaragosa. I don't okay. know. Uh, the Red Bull guy who jumped out um, from 24 miles up, Felix Baumgartner. Okay. And it took him nine minutes to... Uh, that included the free fall and the... After he popped his chute. Okay. The amount of dialogue in 2001, which was a two-hour and 19-minute movie, was 40 minutes. Okay. Uh, the song that I was thinking of, Children of the Sun. Yes. Billy Thorpe. Yes. And then the interstellar moon landing theory. It's an old federal textbook. We've replaced them with the corrected versions. Corrected. Explaining how the Apollo missions were fake to bankrupt the Soviet Union. You don't believe we went to the moon? I believe it was a brilliant piece of propaganda that the Soviets bankrupted themselves, pouring resources into rockets and other useless machines. Useless machines? And if we don't want a repeat of the excess and wastefulness of the 20th century, then we need to teach our kids about this planet, not tales of leaving it. I do not remember that part of Interstellar at all. (laughs) He's talking, that's the school teacher, because he's talking to the girl's teacher because she got in a fight basically about the moon landings. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I have... I'm going to be honest. It is time for... I got one more thing. Okay. I'll play this, and then you can do your thing. There's no way that can be Tron. You're right. We have done at least one sound clip, right? Because we did... I did the light bike. I believe it was the first one. You, you can hear that yourself pause. That was the pause. second one. That was, I did Empire Strikes Back, and then you did Tron the following week. You didn't even get your <laughs> waffle all the way out. There was no waffle. You were going there. to say the fr- it was one of two times last week. You were going to say something I know exactly what you were going to say, <laughs> and you didn't say it. So All right. Last week, you asked me if I was chivalrous and if I ever held the door open for somebody. Yes. And what did I say? You said... You'll hold the door open for anybody, whether it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, but it's based on the amount of time it will take for them to get to the door. If it's more than three seconds, they're out of luck. It doesn't matter who they are. Yes. So this is a clip from Curb Your Enthusiasm, stumbled upon it by accident. And it's a woman who 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 bats for the other team. Okay. And she's dressed like a man and from afar looks like a man. 
you looked at me and then let a door shut on me. I thought you might not want that. That's all. I was just trying not to offend you, and yet I wound up offending you, which is quite ironic. Yeah. It is ironic because yes. um, I would have enjoyed the door being open for me. Uh, and you know well, what I mean? Also, there was some distance involved, too. So I would say type plus distance. Oh, you have an equation? Yeah. You have an type, equation for the Yes, it's a mathematical equation. I type plus distance equals no door hole. Where did you get that equation from? Uh, I made it up. Well, you know what kind of vibe I'm getting from you is that that's a fucked up equation. You know what I mean? But you, you can't argue with the distance, though. That's a that's a big factor. Moving on. Who <laughs> did See, I, I think last week you, you were just trying to get me to cry. I think that's what your goal was. Oh, at, at least really? with, with this first first one, which is you. That's your daddy. <laughs> that man's not a salesman. That's your daddy. I think I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> Next one is also you. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is me, and it is not. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> Shall we play a game? How I got that one wrong, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, the next one is you. We are going to die. <laughs> we are going to die. Yeah, that's not pretty bad. good as well. Uh, yeah. Next one is both of us. One of us does it better than the other one. Waka 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 waka. Neither one is really that good, but it was waka waka. Yeah, but definitely. It was. I, I don't remember. I don't remember playing Pac Man and hearing chomp 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 chomp. Maybe you know what? This is the Atari version. Well, when we okay, when Atari was the big thing, everybody else poof put out a console about a year after Atari came out. And we got the Odyssey. Sure. Munchman? Munchman. Maybe Munchman went chomp, 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 chomp. I only know, actually, you're the second person that I heard of that had Odyssey. Uh, the other okay. person that I knew that had Odyssey when I was in elementary school was the Ledger. Because he oh, talked really? about Munchman a lot. Yeah. Okay. My mom had Intellivision. Okay. Which had, oh, it's it, a little bit tall. The, the control console was a little bit taller than your average cell phone, and it had a keypad. Right. It had a keypad and a, a thumb a disc, disc. Yeah. And the keypad, you would with each game came a, a thing that you would slide in there. An overlay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. There there were some pretty cool sports games for that. I remember the baseball one was really cool because each of the buttons represented taking like control of the third baseman, the shortstop. Yes. Second. Yeah. I, yeah. The the the, fo- the football game when you tackled a guy from behind. You struggled with them a little bit, and okay. it looked like you were t- giving it to them in the can. <laughs> okay. And the last one is you. Children of the sun, children of the sun. I was amazing this week, this last week. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a runaway. Oh, shit. Let- Sorry. <laughs> That's wrong one. And there has been right next Doug. Week. You just got beat by Doug. Moving on. Hey man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? 
I, uh, my week. I will go first. A uh, couple updates. Uh, the car rental that I complained about last week. Yeah. On Tuesday, when I went back to work, I actually called Enterprise Rent a Car. And I was on hold for like 40 minutes before Oof. someone actually answered. And I said, hey, I'm just calling because I wanted to make sure that you guys saw the note that I left with the keys because I didn't want you to rent that car to somebody else. Because the, it, terse, it, the terse letter. Yeah. It, it's just not safe. And he's like, I know exactly who you are. Do you want some money back? And I said, well, that's not why I'm calling, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you get? Got a hundred bucks back. Okay. Hey, better than a sharp uh, or a, a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Well, something you like, know, I, something just, that my dad used to say. I don't know why anything would be better than that, I think. Well, I, I just compare it to the last rental car experience I had when I was in Florida and we had the roach infested van. Oh yeah. And, and they not only didn't give us any money back, they actually charged us extra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about how, when we got home, I went down the basement and the video wall and the jukebox were both broken. I fixed yes. both of them so we could use them last night. Yes. And you sent me proof. Yes. And I was very happy for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know you don't, I know you were wondering, or what did I say? I know you're really concerned or something yes. like that. Yes. Yes. So last I little, night I did, I did a little dance. Last night was New Year's Eve, and uh-huh. one of my sons was out, and one of my sons stayed in with us, and we were just down in the pool room playing darts, playing pool, listening to music, watching the Buckeyes lose, yay, and watching the ball drop. It, it, it's painful watching my wife and my kids play pool. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like when you throw somebody that doesn't know how to swim into a pool. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's just... Not, it's painful to watch. And once again, it's probably one of those failures as a parent that I never actually took the time to get my sons good at pool. One of them is actually good at pool, but that's because he just played it on his own, which is how I learned. Yes. My dad was not taking me down to a pool hall and, and, and teaching me like the finer aspects of it. Of course, when my dad was still around, he said that, you know, I should, I should take the time to teach them that. And I felt like going, Hey man. <laughs> How about you? You didn't teach me. I learned from watching you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is last night, as we're listening to different music, and basically it is, if you don't pick any music, it's like a regular jukebox. It'll just randomly shuffle through the thousands of albums that I have in there. And you, we go and you'll pick stuff and you'll just add it to a playlist. And you have a choice of adding it to the playlist or having it play next. And Jen is there and she's, adding stuff in, adding stuff in. So every time I go up there to put something in, I'm, I put in play next because my, my shit's got to get played. I don't need to really hear all her stuff. But she asked me a question, and maybe this is something that you've thought about. I don't know. But she asked, what would my walk-on music be? Mm. And I said, well, what do you mean? Like when I'm being introduced at a comedy show, she's like, no, if you were a professional baseball player, how they play your music when you walk on, what would it be? And I had an answer, and she didn't like it. And she said, "You have to change that." <laughs> Ooh, okay. So, what's what's your answer? Uh, America, fuck yeah. Okay, all right. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, mine would be. Um, there's a song called "Mountain" by the band Tonic. I'm sure you're familiar with the band Tonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, it starts off kind of slow, but then just really gives her. Okay. And that would be my walk up music, like. It would be it would be the slow part as I'm walking to to home plate, and then as I get to home plate and start taking my practice swings. You know, maybe I could come up with something from Clutch. 
That'd there probably, you go. That probably yeah. I'll have to talk to the beautiful penis about that. But that's all yes. I got. So over to you. Okay. So speaking of New Year's, I woke up this morning to what I thought was a very angry text from you. Okay. It, it, it was sent to me at 1116, and I went to bed at 11 o'clock last night. So it was obviously past midnight, and I thought the message from you just simply stated, hey, cocksucker. <laughs> and and, uh, and it, it, the word hey was spelled H-N-Y, and I just thought, oh, he was drinking. He just He's a bad texter and typist to begin with. Yeah. So, and I was, I'm like, what did I do, man? What did I, did I say something? Did I, did I, did I do something on Plex? What, what did I do? Um, and then I, on Facebook, I saw somebody else type HNY, which is short for Happy New Year. Yeah. Got to, got to save those spaces. And, and, and speaking of Plex, uh, for this week, I, I, I was trying to do you a solid because I, you did. Cause I know that you like the, the subtitles. Yes. And sometimes the subtitles don't match. And for this week's movie, they didn't match. So I went out and I found a set of subtitles that matched. Wow. And then I had to log on to basically the account you use, mm-hmm. start the movie, pick that subtitle. And then when you would go in, it should have just automatically been there. It was. It was great. I didn't have to go digging for it at all. But it's it's kind of interesting because I only use my account. Okay. And... So I, I never go into your account or the guest account. So I was in your account. And one of the things it shows is it shows the the movies that are currently in flight that are paused somewhere. Yes. And do you know what the second or actually at that time it would have probably been the first movie that was paused for you was? Porky's. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm going to take a gander to see where it is. Sure shit is right in the shower scene. <laughs> because because there was something going on on Facebook with Jim Evenson and Scott Wallace, a discussion okay. about 80, about eighties movies. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Uh, I I remember that I I said something about about or maybe it was you said something about Porky's being progressive or something. Yes, except for the blubber McNeil part. Yeah, and that's why I had to go make sure I had to go watch that part to make sure that I had the name right, Blubber McNeil. Yeah, because that's not available on IMDb. No, it's not. I looked. <laughs> I did. I looked. She's not on IMDb. Hey, man. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> I kind of feel like you're attacking me. Please continue. For watching boobs and and hairy bushes. Um, Really, the only thing that I did... So, on, on Christmas Day, at Christmas Eve service, my boys and I lit the advent calendar. And somebody took a picture of me, and um, they sent that picture to me, and I looked at it, and I said, I look horrible. Like, I've got a really bad dad, 50-year-old gut hanging over my pants. Okay. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's, it's, it's probably the heaviest that I've ever been, or close to it. So the day after Christmas, I, I pounded my fist on the table, and I said... I declare no more sugar and limited on carbs. And I've, it's now been almost a week since I, you know, stayed away from sugary snacks and cereal and no candy and zero bread. I've had a little bit of rice and some potatoes um, and pasta. We eat a lot of pasta in this house, so it's going to be kind of something difficult to avoid. But, and I've been doing portion control also. And amazingly, just in a week's time, I've been able to notch my belt 
one notch further. Okay. No problem. And I've noticed also, like when I exercise, which I also started exercising, just I most usually I just take a two mile walk, but I've been doing some extra stuff too. But my joints and feet and stuff don't hurt. There's no inflammation because of you know there's I'm my intake of sugar is way down. Now, so, when, when you make those kind of changes, does that impact everybody in the household? Mm-mm. It does not. I'm not going to punish everybody else. Um, <laughs> and my missus was after dinner, she was sitting there eating a piece of cheesecake. And I was just like, oh, that looks so good. Cause I could, I could crush half a cheesecake sure. easily, easily. It'd probably feel like hell, but it would be so good. Um, and it's just, and she's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, you know what? This is my thing. I'm taking control of this. And you could cheat. It's super easy to cheat. But I, I've tried this before and I've gone several months doing it and the weight just melts off. Um, and then I've tried other times where I've gone like one or two days and that's like, oh, I'll just have this dessert. And something like that, that, that hardcore sugar hits your tongue and it switches something in your brain where you completely forget about that, that road that you're trying to travel. Oh, that's the same way it is with like cigarettes. Yeah. Or, you know, you won't smoke for like a month and a half and it's uh-huh. like, oh, oh, it's okay. I'll just have one. Yeah. And then, you know, five minutes later, you're just chaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when, when Jen will go on a diet, she will change the food that she's cooking and she'll and it's different now because there's just three of us at at home now because the one son is at school and the other son actually cooks everything for himself because he's all about working out and eating the right foods and stuff so she just cooks for the two of us but when it was all of us she would cook for her and I and she'd cook for the kids and I'd have to eat the same stuff that she was eating so mm-hmm. in effect I was on a diet yeah <laughs> it's like, but she didn't make the kids be on a diet. Seems a little unfair to me. <laughs> She's looking out for your well-being. She kind of figures like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Okay. Anything else? No, that's really it. It's been kind of a, I've been a, a second cold of the year, which is very unusual for me. Um, but it's, I, I don't know, maybe I had COVID because there was one day last week where I was just sapped of energy. I, I mean, I was just crashed out on the couch, and it, it it was an effort to walk around and move, and and I got a little bit snippy with the kids and with the misses because you know how women are. It, it's <laughs> it, it's oh, when I get sick, I just power through it. I've had I've gone through childbirth, and then when men get sick, we're like, oh, I feel like shit. I honestly felt like shit, and my when I get sick. I tell her, just leave me alone. I don't need to be coddled. You don't need to bring me a blanket or food or water or anything. I will take care of myself. I don't need anybody serving me. I got accused of faking being sick once. Oh, okay. And it's actually, I've never been happier to actually be sick because we were down, this is a long time ago. This was probably 15 years ago, maybe even longer. We were down at Jen's mom's place. And I was not being social. I'm just sleeping and I'm just kind of napping all the time and I'm just in bed. And she was understandably angry. I'm like, I don't feel good. And she said, you just don't want to be around my family. I'm like, no, I do not feel good. I don't believe you. And I went home. Yeah, I had pneumonia. (laughs) Oh, 
Yeah. I was super happy I had pneumonia. Yeah, but she wanted me to hang this shelf up in my son's room. And she's like, do you think you could hang that shelf? After I'd been like on the couch for four or five hours. And it was – I'm going to get in trouble because she she said she's been listening lately <laughs> to like this part of the podcast. To the open part? Yes. Uh, and And I'm like, fine, I'll go do it. Kind of like I was trying to prove like, okay, yes, you're superwoman. You can power through shit when you get sick. I need to prove that I can do that too. <laughs> Sorry. That may happen several times. And I'm up on this three foot, three step step ladder because the shelf is like up by the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And it's hot up there and the light's not very good. And it's one of those shelves where it's got like the two hooks in the back or it's like got the two slots that you put screw heads into. Yeah. No, I understand exactly what you're talking about. It's a bitch to, to get it to get the screws just right in the wall. Yeah, to get, get it lined them, up. Yeah, and get them get it level, and then also then try and once you get the screws in, try and maneuver that shelf onto that thing. And I was so ornery and angry and uh, being a complete bitch to my kid and to my wife. <laughs> I felt kind of bad, but I'm finally I'm just like, I'm like I don't feel good. This is this is. This is really hard, and 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 then she's like, "Well, fine, you don't have to do it now." And I'm like, "Nope, I'm committed. I'm here. I'm going to do it." And it was there was lots of terse language. <laughs> no, I, I've talked about how I replaced some of the light fixtures at my mom's place, and now she got another NFL uh, Packer games final. Yeah, uh, the <sighs> she had me replace a couple three light fixtures. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really comfortable. I don't really like doing electrical stuff, but I'll do it. I did it. Was over there today for New Year's Day lunch, whatever. And now she has a, she wants to replace the fixture over her kitchen table. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And then Jen's like, yeah, and I'm going to have him replace the lights in our kitchen. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I do not like doing electricity, but I'm not going to hire an electrician for what is a doable job. I mean, there's going to be a certain point where it's like, no, this is beyond the scope of what I can do. But I can, you know, put a couple wires in, you know, twist them with wire nuts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then it also came up that uh, what what the plans for, you know, home improvements for 2023 are. And it is redoing all three of our bathrooms. Ooh, yeah, we're talking about um, redoing the bathroom. And, you know, you're kind of looking at, a twenty thousand dollar job. Yeah. Well, I I said you realize <laughs> I I'm the Vegas dealer here because I'm out. <laughs> I can't yeah. do that, and I don't even want to pretend that I can because it's going to cost however much money for me to try to do it, and then it's going to cost more money than it would have originally costed to bring somebody come in to fix all the stuff I fucked up when I was trying to actually do it. Yeah. No. I'm I'm not I'm not touching that. I, that I will definitely hire somebody to to do that. And, you know, I, and she wants to get rid of, we have the, uh, the big tub, the jet tub. Mm-hmm. She wants to get rid of that in our, in our master bathroom and replace Do you ever it. use it? Has anybody ever used it? Yeah, she does sometimes, okay. not very often, but, and then she wants to extend our existing shower and put her, like a smaller tub in there. And just because of the way the piping is set up, I'm like, mm, I don't know how, how doable that's going to be. Yeah. But that's why we have to hire somebody to do it. Right. A- anyway. Moving anyway. on to Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you 
are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. I may have gotten this as just a a shot in the dark, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten it because I could say, yeah, this is definitely that. Okay. okay so here is the first one. Hey, look out! Stop! Oh, dear. Hit the brake! That is it for the first clip. Is that from Spaceballs? Then I do not know. Okay, here is the hard reveal. Shifting into star drive at Columba Zeta. Hold tight. I'm guessing still no clue, right? Is this the last Starfighter? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the guy who, who talks in the beginning. It's not the lizard guy. It's the guy who picks him up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the first clip is when they're like in the limo or something. Yes. Okay. And here is the reveal clip. Grasp the target control with your right hand. That's the lizard. At your fingers is the weaponry. The lasers, photon bolts, and the particle beams. Hey, wait a minute. This is just like back home. But what's this? Careful, careful. That's Death Blossom, a weapon of last resort. And that goes on and he says how yes. he's the last Starfighter, yes. which is where you get the name from. So, yes. So he got it with, with, with the hard reveal, so that's pretty good. But ready to move on to the movie itself? I am ready to... I, I almost forgot. There, right. w- there was uh, one thing that... You remember two weeks ago when I, I said how Jen and I went and saw Avatar? Yes. When we were getting tickets to Avatar... I, since the kids were home, I figured we could go as a family if they wanted to go, and I had her ask them. And, yeah, neither one wanted to go, and I think the youngest one actually said, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so guess where the the youngest is, is on his way to right now? He's on his way to go see Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because his, his friends decide they want to go see it. So when we were having... Uh, lunch early dinner at my mom's house he, he was watching avatar the first one on his phone because <laughs> he's never seen it before oh he's never seen it but when we were when we were driving down to um pigeon forge down to tennessee wh- whoever's driving gets to pick the music just mm-hmm. you know we just link our phone to it mm-hmm. and as we're driving down i tell jen send me a text message send me a text message with with the name of this song she said, why? I'm like, I just, I, it, I'm going to use it for the bed for my next movie. So I, I've been sitting on this, this bed for a long time. And 
it was a lot of work. Okay. Uh, and it was one that I, I just, I, I, it, somehow it just stuck in my head is what the, the hook was. So if, it, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. But I, I, right. I've been sitting on this one for a while. Just right. like well, whatever, up at what, whatever, whatever movie we decide that you decide that we're going to do next week, because uh-huh. because you will have a choice. Okay, I've got the I've got the bad picked out for one. Okay, this is still an '80s movie though, right? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, because yeah. this next next week will be my last '80s movie. Correct. Yes. All right. Okay, so here we go. You must kill Freddy. You must kill Freddy. He'll take your so sleep with Grady. You'll sleep with Grady and smoke his pole. Say you just can't sleep, refusing to jerk off. Say the AC is broken. Your dad will just scoff. Scared to face the real truth. Looking kind of sick. Lisa's a horny gal. Wish she had a dick. Coach Snyder cruises gay bars. Takes it in the cornhole. You should just face it. You must kill Freddy. You must kill Freddy, he'll take your soul. You must kill Freddy. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, was released on November 1st, 1985. It was written by David Chaskin and directed by Jack Shoulder. Chaskin is best known for I, Madman, which I've never heard of before. Shoulder is best known for Renegades with Lou Diamond Phillips and Kiefer Sutherland. It stars Robert England, best known known for V, Mark Patton, best known for Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, Kim Myers, best known for Illegally Yours, Robert Russler, best known for Weird Science, and there's actually a story about Weird Science about him, Marshall Bell, who is the coach, best known for Stand By Me, and Sidney Walsh, who played Carrie, best known for Point Break. It made $30 million on a $3 million budget and has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 42 with critics and 33 with audiences. So, so the coach, yes. you know where I know him from? Uh, probably. Total Recall? Yes. Yeah, Total Recall. He's Quato. Yes. And I'm sure you know where you know Lisa from. No, I don't know where Lisa's from. Okay, that will come up. But... You did not Wait, see this Lisa, in the Lisa is the chick with the curly black hair, right? No, that's Carrie. Lisa is the the one with no soul. That's is her name Lisa? Yes. Oh yeah, Lisa. Okay. All right. You did not see this in the theater. I've never seen this movie. Okay. I actually thought about it. I only saw one Nightmare on Elm Street in the theater and it's the same one as you. I didn't see it with you, but it was the one that had the the 5 minutes in 3D. Yes. But I had seen this on, on home video multiple times. And it's been quite a while since I saw it. Yeah. I don't, I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, I don't remember anything about this movie. Uh, but the movie starts and it's a New Line cinema. Um, and New Line was for a while known as the house that Freddie built. Okay. Because if this movie had failed, it would have ended the company. 
because mm-hmm. the company's success was completely built on the fact that this movie was going to be successful. And the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which was a success, it did not actually bring much money to New Line Cinema because they sold so much of the rights just to get it made that even though the movie made money, it basically was just a you know a flat proposition for New Line Cinema. All right. But and that was Wes Craven, right? Yeah, Wes Craven wrote and directed the first one. Okay. And he did not like... He was offered to come back. He did not want to. When he saw the script, he said, yeah, I'm definitely not coming back because this script well, is awful. It's it goes way off of of the norm of what Freddy Krieger is. Yeah, because it is it breaks the conventions because he appears in not in the dream world, he appears in the real world to all these kids. Right. And it's I mean basically the the, the concept of of Friday or not Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street is when you die in your dreams, you actually die. Or or this. Peter, you just pooped all over the bed. When you poop in your dreams, you poop for real. Okay. Didn't know where that one was going to go. I just, I was, I was hoping that was the right place. Yeah. But the, the logo for New Line Cinemas had to be changed because it was have, causing people to have seizures. Oh, all right. It's actually not true, but that's what it looks like because it's very red and bright and flashy, but... A school bus is coming up the street, and there's mm-hmm. old cars, which I guess for the 80s would have been just, you know, modern cars. And it's a funky-looking school bus, though. It's not what I would consider a, a normal school bus. It's almost half between a regular school bus and a short bus. Or one from the 60s. Yeah, an older one. And yeah. also, it says school bus as two words half the time, and school bus as one word half the time. <laughs> Yeah, and it's something Indiana. Is it Indiana? I thought it was Illinois, but no, it's at, uh, I'm pretty sure it was it's I'm pretty sure it's it's Indiana. And that will come up um as to where this is actually actually does take place. Okay. But okay, a couple of things that I noticed. All of the boys on the bus getting on and off the bus mm-hmm. were wearing really short shorts. Oh, nut huggers? Yeah, bad polo shirts, like just real thin almost like t-shirts but had collars mm-hmm. tennis shoes and then tube socks pulled up high to their knees were they the kind that had the, the colored stripes yes okay yeah and then there's also kind of a a punk looking kid listening to a boom box in the back of the bus and he's he's, he's he has to turn it down that's actually the the guy that was in Picard. What? Yeah, that what that, guy. What, what the guy, guy with the boombox was on a bus with Picard in season three of Picard. Or oh, two. okay. Yes, now I remember. I tried to forget that season. Yeah. No, it, and oddly enough, this is one of those clips that was blind to me, and it just says "boombox on bus." So. My image is actually from the scene that that is. Oh, <laughs> from right. Star Trek Four. Yeah, but, but there's a weirdo on the bus. He looks like an outsider. He looks all like he's all his skin is all pasty. Yeah, it says I'm in the back of the bus in my notes. Yeah, and it's he's left with basically two chicks that are sitting ahead of him and to the to the right, and they're laughing at him. And who is who's driving the bus? 
Robert England. Yes. Yeah. Or Will Willie. Willie. <laughs> yeah. I can't do a Willie impression. So. No, I can't do a Willie impression. <laughs> but either. for the first part, and I stop it, but I, I keep on referring to Jesse's character as me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so as I'm in the back of the bus, one on the right side, one from the back, one seat away from where I, I made out with Lisa Rainin for half an hour. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was a bad night for everybody. But everybody got, as you said, everybody gets off the bus except for two girls that were way out of my league and they're making fun of me and then I stopped do- doing that. But this this is Jesse. This is our our hero, heroine or hero character. And this is the only one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. And it's actually one of the only horror films from this era that has a male lead. Oh, no shit. But he tries to lower the window and he can't. Well, they're going, they go past the girl's stop. And she says, hey, man, that's my stop. Hey, man, that's my stop. And there's yeah. a dog then, there. Yeah. And then it drives, the bus drives into a desert. Starts going field. off-roading, yes. And it goes uh, right past the Joshua tree. Mm-hmm. And if you actually look, you can tell that it's on a road for most yes. most of the time. But the girls are freaking out and... The front of the bus, the grill is kind of messed up. And at first I thought it was supposed to be almost an outline of Freddy with the hat. But then I went back and I checked and it's not. And there's some unconvincing uh, day for night shots. Yes. And the bus is doing some jumps. Yeah. And the dashboard is smoking. And all of a sudden, hey, it's Freddy now driving. And the bus stops and Jesse still can't lower the the window. But the ground starts collapsing around the bus Mm-hmm. And as would be expected, the girls are freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And we see a Matchbox car bus is now on top of a couple of stone pillars. I've got spires. Okay, fair enough. St- sand spires. But really, really bad lightning effects. Yes. And the thing that really kind of threw me off here is you have this bus, and it's on top of these two spires, I guess. And it's level. But when they show the inside of the bus... It is askew, like it is on an angle. Mm-hmm. And it keeps on going back and forth from an exterior to an interior shot. And it does not match. And Freddy is making his way back. And as the girls go back, the bus teeters. And then the front spire collapses. So now it's just on the back completely. Right. And the interior doesn't match the exterior at all. And I expect more from my ultra-low-budget films. Absolutely. But as Freddy is creeping up on the kids... They can't go all the way back because of the physics. If they do, it'll completely tip over. And then it cuts to a tomato being cut. Nice little cut, kind of. And yeah. there's a scream. And I know you have a clip here, but at first I thought, is that a Grinch? Is that the Grinch on the cereal box? And no, it's not. It'll come oh, up what, no, what it is. it is not. No. It'll come up with what it is in, in just a second, but... Mommy, why can't Jesse wake up like everybody else? Oh, honey, he's all right. He's just having a bad dream. See, before I got your your clips and I had my notes, that was just written out. And the the, the sister or daughter, depending on your point of view, asks why Jesse can't wake up like a normal person. And the mom says, because he loves the cock deer. (laughs) (laughs) And I I thought, I I thought that this, that, he, I didn't realize that he was the, our main character, and I thought that he was dead. 
I thought that Freddy killed him in his dream. And this was just kind of like an opening, like a cold open. Oh, like in the Scream movies, for example. Right, to remind us, hey, this is Freddy Krieger. He kills you in your dreams. It's Krueger. But Krueger, Freddy Krueger. And apparently they just moved in. But our character, who is the hero, jumps up. And I I know why, even though it doesn't say why. But in my notes it says, go ahead and say it, Doug, about Jesse. Oh, that you need to take him underwear shopping? Yeah. And we should probably explain. It's been a while since we've talked about this. Okay. He's wearing he's wearing tidy whities And every time that somebody in a movie that we discuss is wearing tidy whities I say, Matt, you need to take him underwear shopping because way, way back. like Rocky Four, second, I think it was. Was it Rocky Four? I think so. And you had explained how you and another friend had gone underwear shopping one time. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Boston store, I believe. Yeah, like you just went to a buddy. Hey, man, want to go underwear shopping? <laughs> wasn't me. He asked me to go. <laughs> Yet you accepted. He was pulling tons of ass. I figured he had to know what was going on. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, he wakes up covered in sweat in his tidy whities His room looks unpacked. There's still U-Haul boxes out. Right. And he comes downstairs. His dad bitches to him about his room still being unpacked. And the thing that I noticed here is he looks like less of a dork than he did in the dream. Because in the dream, he almost has a Revenge of the Nerds type aesthetic to him. And he just looks like a normal dude now. Right. And uh, the cereal, which I thought was the Grinch, is actually Fu Manchu's. Yes. And the sister's digging in the cereal for the prize, and she wants the Fu Man fingers. I I don't know. Is is that offensive? I think it is. I think it is. It, I can't imagine that there was a cereal back in the 80s called Fu Man Chews. <laughs> but I don't know who it is. But somebody's complaining about the air conditioning and the dad is being a dick. He's one of those guys that tries to fix stuff and makes it tons worse. Just like I was talking about earlier with if I try to do the bathroom myself. And then the sister has pulled the fingers out and they are little nail extensions. And she almost it's almost like how Freddy ends up looking because in this movie for a big chunk of it, he doesn't actually use the glove. The blades just come out of his fingers, which is different as well. Yeah. But yes. the doorbell rings, and who is it? It's Lisa. And I think the dad asks who Lisa is, and this should explain who Lisa actually is. I gotta go meet Pam. I'm Pam. My name is Pam. Pam. Well, I'm sure you'll be sharing his next one with Pam. It's Pam. Pam, what about Pam? I love her, Jerry. What about her name? Pam? Oh, it's a beautiful name. Remember her now? Oh, is that who Lisa is? She was in Seinfeld? Yeah, she was. She played the girlfriend that Kramer fell in love with, and I think she actually ended up with um, Newman. Oh, wow. But he has a convertible car. It's It's a piece of shit. And he has he starts his car the same way that Biff starts his car. He's got a, a bunch of different button. switches. Isn't he worried that somebody will steal his car though? Who would steal that car? Yeah, good point. But we we go to school and there's a really shitty outdoor gym class going on. Yes, the girls are playing softball, or no, the boys are playing softball. The girls are doing archery. Right. And there's a girl that asks, "Are you getting any, Lisa?" That's and Carrie. Lisa, that's Carrie. Yeah. And Lisa explains, he's just my ride. And that is a story of my life. Yep. I, I drove Bob Jansen to school for three years. Not one blowjob. 
Yeah. 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 There was a girl that I used to pick up. Her house was literally right on Highway 83, and I would pick her up every day. And I was forever in the friend zone with her. (laughs) But Jesse is actually looking over at Lisa, and he's not paying attention. And the person that's up at bat is Grady, who's one of the other main characters. But Grady hits it, and Jesse well, takes. Let's, let's let's explain who Grady is. He is one of the bullies from Weird Science. Yes, along with Robert Downey Jr. And he actually, the last day of shooting for him, Weird Science, he auditioned for this role, and Robert Downey Jr. drove him to the audition. Okay, but Jesse isn't paying attention. He takes a softball to the noggin, and it's weird because usually he takes it to the face, and. Jesse is down, and he goes down like somebody in an early Tyson fight. He's just, boom, down. Like a, like a sack of potatoes? Yes. Yeah. The The coach comes over, and what is the coach's name? Uh, I just always, I have him just as the coach in my notes. Have no fear, the Schneid is here. Oh. It's coach Schneider. Coach, Schne- coach Schneider, yeah. okay. And he's pissed, and he tells Jesse to pay attention attention next time. And Grady is giving Jesse shit. And we don't know their relationship, but you have to guess from right now they are not friends. And in the next play, uh, the next guy up jacks one to the outfield, but it's caught. And Grady is caught in a rundown after tagging up from second base, which is yes. some really poor playing. And this is a pet peeve of mine in in movies where you have people playing sports that obviously have no idea how to do any of the things with those sports. The way uh-huh. they throw is it, it's like they're shot putting it half the time. They, okay. they I guess I didn't I didn't catch that. But Jesse tags Grady out and now he's giving Grady some shit and Grady pulls down Jesse's sweats. Yeah, and he's not wearing underwear, he's wearing a jock strap. But get some sweet man ass. Yeah. And then Lisa laughs, but her friend Carrie says that Jesse has a nice ass and Jesse and Grady continue to wrestle <laughs> and Jesse still has his pants down. And the coach breaks it up and tells Grady and Jesse to assume the position. And what are they doing? It's a, it's a plank position. Not an elbow plank, but up on your hands. I thought they were supposed to be doing push-ups. They just never uh, did any. No, I think it's, it's a, it was a plank position. But the coach goes into his office. And is that a joint or a heater he has? That's a heater. That's a heater that he's having as he's walking across the gym floor into his office. And the, the coach is out looking at looking at the the two guys, and... How much longer do you think he's going to keep us out here? It could be all night. The guy gets his rocks off like this. Hangs around queer S&M joints downtown. He likes pretty boys like you. Get out of here. So what about you and that rich baby been cruising to school with every day? What about her? Are you mounting her nightly or what? Look, Grady, you got some problem with me. No, bro. Just killing time. And Lisa is is walking away in the background um, beyond, like, the chain link fence. So is this at, is their gym class the last period of the day? Or is she just walking I, back to the school? I have no idea. But, uh... It actually continues here um, as they go into the locker room. Okay, dirt balls, hit the shower. It's originally two clips. 
So you live around here or what? Yeah, my parents just bought a place on Elm Street. Elm Street? You tell me you moved into that big white house with the bars in the window? Yeah, what about it? Shit, you can tell your old man he's a real chump. What are you talking about now, Grady? Some chick was locked in there by her mother and she went crazy. She watched her boyfriend get butchered across the street by some maniac. You're full of shit, Grady. If you were new someplace and somebody asked you if you were new and you said, yeah, I, I can't imagine that you would say the street you live on. To me, that just seems weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, but it's for sake of plot. Okay, for sake of plot. Um, and But Grady is trying to warn him about the history of the house. And yes. Kind of an interesting thing about this movie is, you know, this is the, the second of, gosh, I think eight or nine of these that ended up being made. And the other than Freddy, none of the people return from the first film, including the heroine from the first one that survived the first film. And she was not actually contacted or offered this film at all. They were just moving on completely. And they actually yeah, but- started this film with somebody else playing Freddy. Oh, they yeah, I did read that. And um, they just figured, oh, you know what? The makeup will hide it. And he wanted he wanted a price. He wanted a salary increase. Right. And the the producer, Bob Shea, said, just fucking pay the stuntman. Doesn't matter. He's And there's apparently one shot in the entire film that was before the stuntman got fired because he did not have that kind of athleticism. And you could tell it was not the same Freddy just from the way he stood and the way he walked. And what shot was that? Do you know? Yeah, it's it's in the shower scene where um, Freddy comes out of the steam. Oh, it, it's okay. only like a two-second shot. Oh, all right. But now it's night, and Jesse is sleeping in a twin bed. And except for college, I haven't had a twin bed since elementary school. I had a twin bed when I lived with the Ledger across the street from the high school. Okay. And then when I bought my condo, I upgraded to a queen size. Yeah. We've had, well, since we got married, I think we've had a, a king. And yeah, I've, I've had a, a queen set myself up there um since i moved here actually since even before then since i got out of college i've had a queen since then once again yeah. set myself up but yeah he can't sleep and i'm, I'm thinking I, I referenced it in in the bed he should have had a tired jerk they'll they'll put him right, right. out yes but he, he goes to the kitchen and he breaks a glass with some oj in it and he sees a figure in the trees through the window and he goes outside, and is that a trellis? Um, hold on a second. Where am I? See something? Ghost invites. I don't think we're at the trellis part yet. But there's a sound of a fire being lit, almost like a pilot light. Yes, and we see the light of a fire. And Jesse looks through a basement window, and he sees Freddy putting an arm in the furnace, or is he taking it out? I don't know. Which He's it was. T- I have taking something out of the furnace. Uh, he goes back into the house. He still hears the flames, and he looks into the basement. Why? Why is he wearing scrubs? Who? Jesse? Jesse? Yeah, I I don't have that in my notes. I have no idea. But yeah, he opens up the front door, and there's, there's some shadow work here. And he closes the door, and he calls for his dad. And then someone on the other side of the door is trying to open it, and he's trying to hold it. And then we get our first real F- Freddy sighting. And what does Freddy say to Jesse? 
Daddy can't help you now. Yep. And then yeah. Freddie does some uh, finger work, some knife work on Jesse's face. Okay. And originally in the script, he was actually supposed to put a blade into Jesse's mouth. Ooh. But the actor said, nope. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll get into but it a little bit later. But I, I watch a doc about this. Okay. And the actor, the guy who played Jesse, was an openly gay actor. Yes. And as he was doing this film, he said, everybody else can see this, right? <laughs> and the director and the screenwriter said, oh, there's not supposed to be any gay subtext in this movie. And it's so blatant. It's almost not even subtext. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Not as blatant as, as I think. I mean, because I was looking for it. Because you, you, what did you say that this it, movie was about last week in our in our clothes? Uh, it's something. A, it's a it's a homoerotic thriller or something like that. Yeah, I didn't really see it as that. There was just some gay undertones. But it, there and there's some some gay Easter eggs in here as well too, and I'll point some of them out. But Freddie says that he needs Jesse. They have work to do, and Freddie has well, a, said, a good line here. I don't have the clip, but oh, he says, "You have the body, I have the brain." And he pulls back his skull to reveal his brains. Yeah. And Jesse wakes up screaming, and he's sweating like a whore in church. And I don't trust his dad. You know why? Why? He's wearing oh, pajamas. He's wearing, he's wearing pajamas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the mom comes in and is touching Jesse, and he does this weird thing where he arches his back like he's about to come. <laughs> oh, God. But the okay. next day... There's this teacher that's talking about shit, and literally is, is talking yes. about shit. Yes. Uh, somebody makes a fart noise, and Jesse is having a hard time staying awake. And what does the teacher take out of a desk? Um, it's a heart. Oh, is it a real heart? Yes, but it doesn't look like a heart to me. Okay. It looks more like a liver. But Grady notices that Jesse is sleeping, and... yes. Jesse has a swatch, but there's a snake that is slowly kind of curling itself around Jesse. And yeah. And I thought, I thought that this was a dream. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. And like, okay, who took the snake out? I mean, I can see that a snake being in a science classroom in high school. Sure. But who would take that out and, and then put that on Jesse? Well, Grady, uh, Jesse screams and there really was a snake on him. But who's the teacher pissed at? At Jesse. That makes no sense at all. I know. <laughs> like but he did it himself. Originally, he was going to wake up to this bad dream. I'm naked at school. Not that. I'm talking about me. Yeah. Your ultimate fear. <laughs> Look at Glenn's balls. Oh, man. They're different sizes. With moles. They're supposed to be. That's how God makes balls. This is a nightmare. No. I'm the nightmare. Witness all the souls I consume. <laughs> What is that from? Is That's that... from Robot Chicken. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my guess. Something from Adult Swim. But the the class laughs and Jesse flips off Grady and he smiles and then the next shot, Lisa is at home and what is she doing? Uh she's in a pool. And she she has an in ground pool, so she must be a millionaire YouTuber. Yes. <laughs> So that's a callback to last week. <laughs> it is a callback from last week. Too yes. bad about her soul. 
Uh, but Jesse's on the phone, and the mom does a, oh, you look at her. <laughs> and she's on a cordless phone, and Jesse's on his way out, I'm assuming, to meet Lisa. And the dad sends him back up because he hasn't finished unpacking. Correct. And Jesse stomps back upstairs. But, Dad, you're yeah. cock-blocking me. <laughs> Did your kids ever stomp? I, I can't think of any time that they have. I'm sure they have. I re- remember that the, my, my oldest was a stomper. And I, I said, the next time you stomp like that up the stairs, I'm, you're, you're going to get punished. And so when he did it, I made him go out in the garage, and he had to stomp each foot on the garage floor 50 times. <laughs> Stop the stomping. But Jesse is up in his room, and he he shrugs in frustration. And there are some mannerisms that he has that yes. are very effeminate or effeminate. Yes. And, and there's they have they have they also have an annoying bird. Is it a parakeet? I don't know. The bird will come up in a little bit, <laughs> right? Uh, but Jesse puts some music on, and he dumps a box in a drawer, and then he puts on some shades and dumps out another box, and he starts dancing around. And this dance apparently became a big thing in gay clubs. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in in the doc that I watched about this, he actually talked about it. And it's weird because originally, if you look at different uh, different things that are online for interviews with the guy who played Jesse in some interviews, he said that he said, uh, okay, just roll camera. I'll come up with something and just see if we can make it work. And then in other things, he said, every single thing was scripted, including him bumping his ass against the, the dresser three times. So either way, it ended up being like a big thing in like gay dance clubs. Okay, and he also has like a pop gun. Yeah. <laughs> that he's using as a cock. Yes. That's his cock and he and he he pops the cork on it right as his mom and Lisa walk in. Yeah. And let's be honest, probably most guys have been caught doing something more embarrassing. Sure. <laughs> but still that that's pretty bad. And he and Lisa, I guess he is driving her to school, but he's still relatively new to the area and we know that they are not beyond a platonic stage in their relationship. Correct. He's not doing anything here that's going to build him any credibility. No, he seems embarrassed, but they smile at each other, and and she's kind of like, okay, whatever. And And the mom leaves the two of them alone in his room. Yes, and then she offers to help clean the room. And, okay, would could you have girls in your room when you were in high school? Yeah, I think so. I was never, I dude. I I lived in the Wild West. I could do anything I wanted to. I'm talking about like when you know Dick was actually around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you know, she's helping him clean, and she finds some jock itch spray. Mm Hmm. And he has uh, Doug's favorite game on the shelf. Uh, I don't know. It's called Probe. Oh jeez. And that's the uh the set decorator was a gay man and he put in a bunch of things like the the fact that the board game in his closet was called Probe and on Jesse's door there's a sign that says no girls allowed. Oh, okay. But Lisa finds something. What does she find? 
she finds a diary up in the top shelf of the closet. And she asks, what is this? And Jesse says, I don't know. <laughs> it's a diary. And it's from one of, it's from the hero or heroine from the first movie. And he asks if, if she knows her. It says, uh, no, before my time. And then they actually do a diary reading. Wait, listen to this. Sometimes when I'm lying here in bed, I can see Glenn in his window across the way, getting ready for bed. His body is slim and smooth, and I know I shouldn't watch him, but that part of me that wants him forces me to. That's when I weaken. That's when I want to go to him. Can I see that? At, at this point, who's more turned on, him or her? Yeah, I don't know. But Glenn is Johnny Depp from yes, the first one. Correct. And the clip continues. March 15th. He comes to me at night. Horrible, ugly, mm. dirty. Under the sheets with me. Tearing at my nightgown <laughs> with his steel claws. His name is Fred. Name is Fred. They call me Fred. When I go out, I put my hat upon my head. He keeps trying to take me to the boiler room. He wants to kill me. What is it? Tanner is dead. And that's actually a continuity error because uh, the hero- heroine from the first film doesn't find out about Freddy until after her friend gets killed. Tina. Tina, right. Who's the b- chick with blonde short hair. blonde hair? Yes. Kind of a bob. But yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what else she was in. Not much. Like, okay. Did a celebrity movie archive certain her um okay but in this film he's always referred to as fred which i thought was weird because mm-hmm. even in the title it's freddy right okay and so the title is freddy's revenge on who <laughs> yeah what's he getting for fred what's he getting revenge on uh it, it, yeah that doesn't make sense um but jesse actually is talking about the stuff that grady told him about the history of the house. And then we go to that night and Jesse is having problems sleeping in, sleeping again. And once again, you know, tired jerk, way to go. But he turns on the lamp and it has partially melted. There's a couple of things that have melted. There's a record that is melted. Giant green dildo on the nightside stand. Yeah, yeah. And he walks out of his room quietly and there's a lot of lights on and he goes down to the basement. The light is on there two and i said my kids must live there because they leave the lights on everywhere (laughs) oh god it's even if my son is in the basement and he's left his bedroom light on on the second floor i called out to him hey man (laughs) come on up you gotta turn your light off in your bedroom and if i've done it once i've done it a thousand times he still doesn't get it so i'm gonna keep on punishing him but there's a sound of uh, dripping water and then there's some chains an old boiler and he opens it up and it creaks and 
Jesse reaches in and is that a, a towel that's in there? Okay, is it a boiler or is it a furnace? I think I say it's a furnace. Fine, furnace, sure. Um, I think it's burlap. It's wrapped in burlap. But inside of that is Freddy's glove, and the boiler lights up, and Freddy's there, and he says, "Go ahead, try it on for size." And Jesse throws it down, but the way he throws it down, it's not leaving a lot of room for interpretation there. Right. But and, Jesse trips, and everything is back to normal. But the claws are still there. Yeah, the glove is still there. And the next day, Jesse is telling Lisa about what happened as they're between classes at school. And he thinks that it was sleepwalking, but she thinks it was something else. She thinks that it was a premonition. And she harps on a bunch of shit (laughs) throughout this film where she will just not let stuff go. Where if I was him, I would have, you know, said, leave me the fuck alone eventually. And she asks if this has ever happened before. He says, never. And But she wants to see the diary for a while. And then Carrie shows up, and apparently Lisa is going to be having a party at her house. Mm-hmm. So let, She let's, asks if there's a... Yeah. Go ahead. No, if there's going to yeah. be any hot guys there. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's do a little bit of checklist uh, about Lisa. She has parties at her house, and she's rich. I, is she you, Doug? <laughs> she's Mike Belmont. Okay. Yeah, okay. But Lisa kisses Je- Jesse on the cheek and walks away at the bell, and Carrie smiles. And then in gym class, Jesse and Grady are running together. Apparently, they're friends now. Yes. And they're talking, and this kind of cliche conversation comes up. Hey, Grady, you remember your dreams? Only the wet ones. No talking. Hey, Grady. You know, Schneider shouldn't have called you out on that last play. Yeah, well, Schneider's got a stick up his ass today. Schneider's always got a stick up his ass. Hello, Dirtball. So more punishment for the two of them. But the way that they're talking, and when Jesse asks Grady if he remembers his dreams, and Grady says, only the wet ones. I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was in high school, and this is a lot about similar to the masturbation thing. I can't imagine high school guys being that forthcoming saying, yeah, I had a wet dream last night. No, yeah, you would never say that. Because if you're having a wet dream, that means you're not getting any. And, and you know, everybody was getting some except me, according to everybody else. Uh, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, it's – but didn't you – wasn't that like the, 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 the on switch – to start jerking off was your, like your first wet dream. All right, I'll share something with you. I honestly cannot remember ever having one. I've had two, and both of them were when I was older, and I wasn't getting any. <laughs> like in my twenties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. And it and listen to the history of this podcast. I wouldn't hold that back. I honestly don't remember it ever happening. Yeah. And it's probably just because you know I got I hit a certain point and and. <laughs> Checking it everywhere. So, <laughs> in the attic, <laughs> in the car, behind the air conditioner. <laughs> it's not, nothing better than a woods jerk. Yes. <laughs> but uh, later, Jesse's at home and there's a bird in the living room and everybody in the family is there. So, it's Jesse, the sister, the mom, and the dad. And they're all just sweating. 
Yeah. They're like, it's, it's, hey, it's, it's hot in here. And Jad, dad checks the thermostat. And what is it? 97 degrees. I think you would know if something was wrong. I mean, if your house gets to 80, you're going to be like, hey, something's wrong here. It's really warm in here. 97? Yeah. Like, no, there's yeah, no yeah, fucking way. You yeah. go outside for it to be cooler at that point. <laughs> right. But, but someone had carried, ca- covered the birdcage so the bird could yes. go to sleep. But now the birdcage is shaking. And Jesse uncovers it. And there were two birds in the birdcage. Yes. And one bird is dead and the other bird is pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesse lets it out and the bird is attacking and the mom goes and gets a broom and hands it to the dad and the dad is swinging the broom. And I I can see where Jesse gets his lack of athletic prowess because the dad is not doing a great job. He's breaking lamps and other shit. And what happens to the bird? Uh, The the funniest thing I have seen all week is... (laughs) The bird ignites on fire, and then down, and then the shot cuts to Jesse and his dad, and feathers are fluttering down. And I, I laughed out loud. I had to go back. I watched that part three times, and then I took a video of it <laughs> and sent it to you in lawn chair. Like this is what happens in the movies. Matt picks. It's not as funny as somebody jumping out a window and falling on some spikes, but... right? It was pretty hysterical. But it, that's not normal, though. That's not normal bird behavior. And it, the dad is trying to move the oven, and and he wants help, and the dad's getting all pissy because apparently the mom smelled gas. Yeah. And and she is waffling, or maybe I didn't. And I don't know who says it, but somebody says, birds don't just burst into flames for, for no reason. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah no shit. <laughs> somebody says, it's probably the cheap bird seed that you've been buying. <laughs> But I don't think a gas leak would cause that either. <laughs> yes, but then the dad accuses Jesse of setting it up and and putting a cherry bomb in st- inside of the bird. How how would that even work? I don't know. I have no idea. I did you guys ever have a bird? No, no. I had a parakeet, and the the, the bird cage sat next to the, the kitchen table, which I'm sure was super sanitary. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> birds are just messy and horrible i wanted a bird so bad and as soon as you know i got that bird it was like Mm -hmm. no this 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 sucks but i think i was in first grade and during dinner my sister was like poking her fork into into the bird cage and the bird was just going crazy he was walking upside down on the cage she was laughing hysterically and then the next day the bird was dead and i was sad but at the same time happy yeah i we 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 bird sat for somebody for a week and that kind of Taught me, yeah, I don't need a bird. But I yeah. wanted uh, guinea pigs for the longest time. Oh, all right. And I actually got some when I was in college. Uh, something in Petunia were their names. And my room just smelled like piss because uh-huh. of that. And yeah. I was constantly feeding them like uh, celery because they love celery as like a little snack. And the little fuckers would bite me too. But I took them home for the summer. And one day I went out because I think they were in the garage. They were in the garage. Or they were somewhere. I went to go feed them, and I can't remember which one it was, but one of them wasn't moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, thing was picked it up and just kind of, yeah, that one's dead. Yeah, did you take the other one and just go, you're free, go, you go, <laughs> no, you're I actually, free. I gave it to somebody's kid, but I was so right. glad to be rid of it because it was it was just not worth it. My, my sister, this is when I had my condo, and my sister went to live in Wyoming for like, three months to go work at an elk hunting camp. Okay. And she had two morning doves. 
So along with all of her shit from her apartment or her house, which she had sold, I I had to watch the two morning doves as well. And those fucking things at like six o'clock every morning, (laughs) would fucking wake me up. And I had to clean the cage like every four days. It sucked so bad. If if you put a a sheet over them, that doesn't make them sleep. They still wake up. They would still because I did. I would put a sheet over them at night, and yeah, they but they would still wake up. There's some comedian that has a great bit about birds where he's talking about how stupid birds are <laughs> because yeah. you throw a blanket over. <laughs> oh no, they're asleep now. Yeah. And I remember we tried to do that when we we're with our dog we have now when we were trying to crate train him. We tried to convince him to go to sleep, and we threw a blanket over over the cage at night so he wasn't seeing like all of the ambient light in the house and he just whined it didn't matter yeah yeah Yeah. but but that that night jesse can't sleep he goes back into the kitchen and but he's cold now and and, is it yeah before he's always been sweating and now he's cold and there's lightning outside and lightning through a window takes out some dishes next to the sink yeah I don't know what it is about this film, but somebody that made this film has something against dishes because this comes up several times where dishes take the brunt of somebody's frustration. Oh, all right. All right. But now he's walking in the street and to, to the, in the rain. And where does he go? Uh, he goes to Don's place. And yes. we, we actually talked about um, Don's place up at the uh, Shangri-La. We did? Yeah. It, and fortunately, I actually I, I grabbed some audio of it. You know it. We're, We're familiar, familiar with it. <laughs> okay, nice. But it, it's a leather bar. It's yeah. I'm, I'm like not sure what kind of place this is. Is this it's a, a blue gay oyster bar? bar? It's not blue oyster because there's a lot of women there. I think it's just an S and M. It's a yeah. Club. It's a leather bar. Yeah. It's not. You said the coach was gay. I don't think he's gay. He's just into kinky shit. He's but, you. <laughs> He's Jesse's not really dressed to be there, and people are kind of eyeballing him as he walks in. And he goes up to the bar and he unconvincingly asks for a beer. Yeah, and do they give him a wine glass? Well, the the bartender, who by the way was the producer Bob Shea, he opens the beer. The glass he gives him isn't for beer. I don't know what it's for, but that is not a beer stein or a beer glass. Yeah. And right. once it's kind of weird because I would have figured that he would have liked it in the can. But the the coach is there, and he's dressed in leather. And he sees Jesse, and the next shot, we're at the school. Yeah, and Jesse's running laps in the gymnasium. In his bare feet. Mm-hmm. And the coach tells him to hit the showers, and I, I hated the school showers. They were so ineffective. Um, and if you were taller than, like, 5'5", five, five, they weren't great. But the coach is in his office, and he's getting out some S&M tools, but he hears something, and there's a poster on the door to his office that says, it's a fact pot hurts okay which i thought was kind of funny but the yeah. coach is hearing stuff well did you check out his sweet farmer tan that he had oh no i didn't see that oh yeah super huge bad farmer tan well it's probably more apparent in about like two minutes uh-huh but the coach is hearing stuff and their strings of the tennis rackets are lighting up and snapping which i thought was actually a pr- pretty cool effect and that was a practical effect yeah and uh basketballs are falling off a shelf then more basketballs then tennis balls are shooting out of cans at him and now a whole shelf is moving <laughs> to aim at him. Yeah. And this is a weird continuity error, but a basketball shoots off the shelf at him, but he's hit with a volleyball. Okay. I didn't catch that. And then the weights start flying 
and the yeah. coach is on the floor crawling and some jump ropes get him by the arms and he's being dragged by an unseen force towards the shower. And in the shower, all the other shower heads are turning on by themselves as the coach is being dragged through the locker room. And he's strung up in the shower and starts getting smacked in the ass with towels. Well, they, they, his clothes get ripped off. Right. And we get some man ass. Yep. This does not count as nudity, by the way. Oh, it doesn't? Because no. it's male? <laughs> man ass does not count as nudity. But the, the, I thought we established that. Didn't we establish that? It's possible. That? I don't know. It's been a while since we had some man ass. Yeah. <laughs> At least in the show. Um, but those towels would hurt a lot more if they were wet. Well, I'm sure they are wet as they're in the, sh- you know, he's in the shower room. They're getting wet as they're flying through the air. How how much can they pick up in that, you know, real quick transversal of that period? I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, but the coach sees Jesse watching and all, and then it gets super steamy. Right. And this is where Freddie walks out of the steam. That is the stunt man. That's the only okay. shot that the stunt man is there. And the, the coach is saying, no, 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 as Freddie cuts into his back and, for some reason, blood starts coming out of the showers. Like the stuff that goes down the drain is being recycled and sent out yeah. through the shower heads. Right. As the coach is being grabbed by Miss Ballbricker. Because did you see how his body was like, he was yep. up against the wall? He was he was mashed up against the wall. But then we cut back to Jesse and he's all bloody and he's got the blades on his hand. Yeah, and he's just covered, covered in blood. And he screams and we cut to his parents' house and there's a knock at the door. The parents run downstairs, and the cops are there with a naked Jesse. <laughs> mm-hmm. This belongs to you. <laughs> yeah, found him on the highway naked. Uh, keep a short leash on him. The mom pulls him in, and the dad has something to say. Two questions. You answer them, we can all go to bed, all right? What are you taking, son? Who are you getting it from? Not taking drugs. Oh, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, come on. And that's just the end of it, <laughs> right? That's it. I could, I could never skate on anything that easily. No. And I, I'm, I'm positive we talked about this before. I talked about my experience, but did you ever have a, a thing where your dad was yelling at you or your mom was talking to you, and you were high at the time? Oh. Yeah, my dad was talking. I was tripping on acid one time. <laughs> okay, that's dad, probably worse. And, and my dad was talking to me. The very first time that I got high, I was watching, I think it was Iron Eagle 2. And I was super engrossed in Iron Eagle 2. And my brother and his buddies were downstairs playing pool. And my dad came home. And my brother pokes his head up over the banister. And he's like, Doug, Doug come downstairs. And my dad was sitting right next to me reading the newspaper. And I did, I just froze. I mean, <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. So I just continued watching Iron Eagle too. But my dad didn't want to talk to me. He, he, he'd been at work all day. The last thing he wanted to do was talk to his 15 year old kid. We were, um, it was the middle of winter and I mean, it was cold as balls. And you remember where the guy who criticized my canoeing lived? Yeah. There was like this pond right behind yes. his house. Yeah. So we were on this pond and we were we were smoking up out of a out of a bowl and I volcanoed it. 
Okay. So we had to go back into his house to get more weed. <laughs> okay. And his mom was in there and they, they decided to send me because I was the one that could talk to people if I had to. <laughs> okay. And we go in there and then he runs down into his bedroom to get, get more weed and I'm sitting there talking to his mom. And apparently I talked to her for like 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Because he left and I was still talking to her and then I went back out and I'm like, what happened? He said, I told you it was time to go and you just ignored me. I'm like, I don't remember that at all. You're probably having a good time talking to his mom. <laughs> no idea about what. But, yeah, uh, but the next, the next day, day, the next day, his dad's putting bars on the windows. No, he's taking the bars off the windows because that, the bars were on the windows from the first movie. He was actually taking them off. Okay. I didn't know that. But uh, Jesse is... I thought he was putting them on because... To keep Jesse, Jesse in? Was, no. Jesse was a flight risk. <laughs> but Jesse's walking out and the mom wants to talk about it. He says, no. And then the mom says to the dad, he needs professional help. <laughs> no. And the mom insists and says the boy's in trouble saying, no, he just needs a goddamn kick in the butt or a methadone yeah. clinic. A methadone clinic, yes. But the, the, he goes to school and the cops are there. Grady tells him what had happened. Uh, yeah, the coach got killed last night, sliced up like a kielbasa. Is that a saying? Sliced I, up like a kielbasa? I think it's a Grady thing. Okay. <laughs> like throwing his mom or his grandma yeah. down the stairs? Right. Uh, there's bloody footprints all over the place, and Jesse does not have a good poker face. No, he does not. And that night, he's he back wakes in again bed. all sweaty. And he, he's getting out of bed because he hears something in his desk drawer. And what's it in his desk drawer? The blades. And. He hears Freddy say, kill for me. And Jesse is somehow wearing the same shirt he left the house in the night before, despite coming home naked. Mm -hmm. And in his sister's room, she's jumping rope doing the Freddy nursery rhyme, which is a continuing thing throughout all the films. But she's jumping rope in slow motion. Right. So you didn't happy about that. No, but it was just kind of like, okay, is he watching this in real time? Is this just something weird going on in her room? But uh, he just closes the door. And the next day, he, he goes down and he pours himself some coffee. Do you drink coffee? Of course I do. I was drinking coffee when this podcast started. We've had this discussion before. But, but when did you start drinking coffee, though? I, shit. Off and on, like probably my senior year in high school, I drank it when it was convenient, but it wasn't like a daily thing. Okay. I didn't start drinking coffee probably till my 30s. Okay. But it's just weird. He he comes down, he's pouring himself some coffee, and he asks his dad, how come it took five years to sell this house? And the dad is kind of, oh, well, you know, couldn't find the right price or whatever. And then Jesse asks about the murders across the street. And he's like, oh, yeah, about that. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's news to the mom. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, this is a conversation that's not going to be good. And this whole thing happens. But you I, mean you knew something about this and oh, you... come on, Cheryl. How do you think we got such a good deal here, huh? Did they tell you that that girl lost her mind and her mother killed herself in our living room? What? Did they tell you that? Mom, I'm scared. Oh, honey, it's all right. Daddy and Jesse are just pretending, that's all. I, I don't think this is something we should discuss here. I see what you're doing here. I don't want to hear one more word about it, Jess. There's absolutely nothing, I mean nothing, wrong with this house. Come on. Is something burning? I got a question. Why don't white people just leave the house when there's a ghost in the house? Y'all stay in the house too fucking long. Get the fuck out of the house. 
Very simple. It's a ghost in the house. Get the fuck out. He said, oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a great bit. All other things considered, when you have toast on fire in the toaster and the dad puts it out with a towel and finds out the toaster wasn't even plugged in, I'm going to have problems with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get the fuck out. But in the, in the car, Lisa is prattling on, which she does quite a bit. Right. Right. She's taking him someplace and suddenly there's palm trees in Indiana. Right. Amazing. Well, it's just like American Pie. Yeah. And they're at the factory from RoboCop. Oh, that's in my notes. <laughs> but what, what is the thing that's hanging from his rear view mirror? Is that a transistor radio? I have no idea what that is. But yeah, they're, they're at a power plant. Apparently, Freddie used to work there. And Lisa has pulled a bunch of old newspaper clippings. And it has been closed for a long time. But she has, has some information about Freddie. Fred Krueger kidnapped 20 kids and brought them here. And killed him. Do you feel anything? What do you mean? I don't know. I thought you might be able to make a connection or something. There's this weird cabinet in the middle of the plant. Yes. I feel like a jerk. Just concentrate. I've got to concentrate. I've got to concentrate. Hello? Hello? Yeah, that's kind of a new thing I've been doing where I've just been adding additional shit to clips. It's kind of fun. I try and do that as well. But there's the weird cabinet. They open it and there's a rat in there yes. and she squeals, but no big deal. They're back at Jesse's house and um, actually I think it's just him. And the boiler, actually, they're not even back there. They're back, at, but back at his house, the boiler fires up and the camera is just moving around the house. And it goes into the sister's room and Freddie is talking to her and he says, wake up, little girl. What time is it? But who is it? It's not actually Freddie. It is. It's Jesse. All sweaty again. And he tucks her in, but he has on the Freddie glove. And then... Jesse is, uh, what, what is Jesse taking? It's called stay up. Yeah. He's, he's taking caffeine pills, basically. No dose. And do you think he's excited? Like, uh, oh, Jesse. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse. It is Jesse. <laughs> Yes, Jesse. What, what the fuck is her last name? Spano. Spano. That's it, that. I, I knew that. But he, he's drinking that. He's taking these pills, these equivalent and, to no-dos, and he's drinking them with coal, Coke. Excuse me. Shouldn't he be drinking Jolt? Yeah. Or do you, or do you think it's new Coke? <laughs> but Jolt came out the same year as this movie. Oh, all right. And I remember. I remember trying Jolt, and it was, it was horrible. Yeah, it's very sludgy. It wasn't uh, sludgy. It was just. It just tasted. Yeah, it's like. Blah, blah, blah. It but tasted like bad cola. Can Can yeah. you take pills dry? Yes, if I have to. All right. Yeah, I usually do when I just 
I'm going in Wait, dry. <laughs> you take everything else dry. <laughs> but the next day, his mom asks how he slept, and he looks better. And no, in, he doesn't. He looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, in the car, Lisa is grilling him about his dreams. You had another nightmare, didn't you? Yes, I had a bad night. Do you want to talk about it? My dad thinks I'm on drugs. My mom thinks I'm crazy. And you know, at this point, I don't know if I don't agree with her. I, I don't know how much of a help Lisa is because she just will not let shit go. <laughs> no, she doesn't. But at lunch, uh, Carrie wants to know what's wrong with Jesse. And Grady is talking with Jesse. And Grady is just talking with his mouth full. Oh, yeah. He's st- this entire scene, he's got his mouth full. And he's, uh, he's trying to make plans with Jesse. And the girls come over. And we find out that Grady cannot come to the, the party tomorrow night. And here's why. So you go to Lisa's house tomorrow night? No. Nope. I'm grounded. How come? I think my grandmother down a flight of stairs. Like that's Jesse. normal. Yes. Jesse, I think you should eat something. I'm not hungry. I wish you would talk to me. You know, we can figure it out. We can figure it out together. There is nothing to figure out. I don't know why it wasn't the time of this guy's bastard face. Shut up, Grady. Wanna shut up? Fine, I'll shut up. No problem. And I actually had my notes before, but I never asked it. Where do you think Lisa falls on the hot crazy scale? She's attainable hot. But, oh, she just will not let shit go. <laughs> and it we, we've talked about before with the way I am, and this is my personality, and it's not saying that I am right here, but Jen, for the most part, has learned that there are sometimes she just needs to leave me alone. Uh huh. And sometimes she won't do that. And when she doesn't, then things kind of come to a head rather than giving me, you know, that half an hour, that 45 minutes, whatever, to just kind of let things simmer and it'll be fine. But Lisa is just picking, picking, picking. She will not let anything go. Yeah. But that night, we're now at Lisa's party. And yes, uh, it's the pool party. Uh, Lisa's dad is grilling. Um, but her mom is frisky. Yes. And says, come on, let's let's go bang. But then these two dudes show up, and this is their thought of the pool party. This place is a dump. Just wait till you see the pool. No water? <laughs> and then they get op- crack open a couple of Schmitzke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that's from. You don't know you're not familiar with the Schmitzke SNL commercial. No. It's Adam Sandler and um, Chris Farley, and they, they're house-sitting. It's a commercial, and the house is a dump, and there's no water in the pool, and Adam Sandler turns on the spigot, and suddenly everything turns colorful, and all these buff men in banana hammocks come <laughs> jumping out of the water, and they're drinking Schmitz Gay. It's all a beer right. commercial. All You're right. going to have to look it up. It's a classic. But, yeah, as you said, before this whole thing happened, um, uh, the dad's manning the grill, and somebody does a cannonball, which everybody applauds, which is the most unrealistic thing in this film so far. <laughs> but the mom tells Lisa that she's going to get rid of the dad, and she goes over and at, basically asks the dad if he wants to fuck. Right. And then the parents leave, 
and they tell Lisa twelve thirty, no later. And then Jesse goes into I call it the changing house. Um, what would you call it? It's pool cabana. It's, it's a pool cabana. It's the place where um they fuck in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. And Carrie has a guy there who looks like he's about thirty years old. And Lisa follows uh, Jesse into the the pool cabana, and he, she makes Jesse let her in. And Jesse's getting ready to leave. He's not into this. And once again, Lisa just keeps on harping. He's like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I want to help. How can you help me? I'm going crazy. I don't want to watch you f- have you watch me fall apart. And I'm afraid to go to sleep. Afraid to stay awake. He's ruining the party. And she says she'll stay up all night with him if he has to. And this is where Doug (laughs) would not be able to see, read the signs. Nope, I wouldn't be able to read the signs. Certainly not. Uh, But she won't let anything happen to him. And then they kiss, and it's soft at first and then kind of more aggressive. And other people at the party are looking up at the parents' room, and they're saying, any second, any second. I was waiting for them to watch the parents bang. Well, and the the parents are climbing into bed. The dad, Lisa's dad, is suspect as well. He's wearing PJs. Mm-hmm. But, but they're having a drink, and the lights go off upstairs. And as soon as that happens, wheelbarrows, or not wheelbarrows, uh, like red wagons full of beer come out. Yes. And the music yeah. gets turned up, and people Party start time. making up. Yeah. And people jumping in the pool. And up in the bedroom, the dad has lipstick smeared all over his face. Mm-hmm. Have I ever told the clown makeup story? Yes. Okay. Um, But the dad wants to know what's going on. The mom says they're kids. And then Jesse and Lisa are in the pool cabana. They're making out. And Jesse's burying himself in her breasts. And she's grabbing her. He's great. And I'm like, here it is. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to see some boobs. It's classic 80s movie trope, horror horror trope. And she's grabbing his hair. And then a monster tongue comes out of Jesse. A big old nasty purple tongue. And that would have been much better if they'd gotten to the point where he was playing some Michael Doug- Douglas munch out uh-huh. at that point. And he gets off her and she covers up. And they actually, they shot this scene a couple different ways. Because they actually got further into their makeout session before he called No Joy. And I have like a deleted scene oh, from you do. a different option. Yeah. Okay. That made me really, really wet. Oh, yeah, I know. Me too. Makes my skin all pruney. Hi, Jason. It's fucking Freddy. Whatever. What do you want from me? (laughs) I'll give you four guesses. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. I have no idea. Sophie D. Okay, I know who Sophie D is. And uh, Freddy had uh, four vibrators on his fingers. <laughs> That's awesome. There was a bunch of them. That was just the one that was that fit. I could find a place where it actually would fit in the film. But when when Jesse gets off of her, she covers up immediately. And she wants to know, what is it? What's wrong? And he just leaves and she starts crying. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. But in the next scene, where are we? Um, well, he jumps on top of Grady. Oh, yeah. We're, we're at Grady's house. And, yeah, he jumps on top of Grady in Grady's bed. And uh, there's Stray Cat posters on the wall and a Corvette yes. poster. And and those sheets, my brother had those same sheets. 
but do you have any kind of like lead in or just this is what happens between Jesse and Grady? This is what happens between Jesse and Grady. The fuck you doing in my room? Listen, I'm in trouble. I need you to let me stay here tonight. Are you out of your mind? I don't know. Oh, man. Why don't you just go home and take a bottle of sleeping pills? I killed Snyder. You what? Only it wasn't me, see? There's something inside of me. And last night it made me go to my sister's room. And tonight with Lisa on the cabana, it started to happen again. I think you are seriously losing it, bro. I'm scared, Grady. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, uh-huh. she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Look, I don't care if you believe me or not. Hey, I believe you. You've had some scary dreams, okay? No. I don't. No. I'm all messed up. What difference does it make? I'm in trouble. And I need you to help me. Okay? Uh... No, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what is what does Jesse want Grady to do? He wants him to stay awake. And yeah, watch and him. And if watch. So, yeah, something happens. Stop me. Don't let me leave, and don't fall asleep. So we go back to the party, and the thirty-year-old is trying to get Carrie, but she's over consoling Lisa, and Lisa can't leave the party because it's her party. But she wants to go see Jesse, and Carrie says, yeah, go. Just go. And uh, Grady is watching TV, (laughs) and uh, Jesse is sleeping. And as Grady sees that Jesse is sleeping, what does Grady do? Uh, He jerks off. No, he turns off the TV and turns off the light. I know. You had one job. Yeah. (laughs) One job. Yes. One job. And now Jesse's eyes open. It's starting to happen again, and it looks like Jesse is constipated. That's in my notes. He looks constipated, but the blades now are coming out of his fingertips. Yes, yeah, and his, almost like Wolverine, but except not Wolverine. between. Actually, right. at the ends of the fingers, and I'm actually doing it with my two hands. But sure, you are. Of course, you are. But uh, his arm starts to rip away, and Grady tries to get out, and he can't. And Grady is banging on the door, and. We see Freddy's eye in Jesse's mouth. Mm-hmm. And that actually was a practical effect. And it's the only time that Freddy has been played by a woman because the practical effect that they had built with Jesse's head, the only one who could get their head in there so you could see the eye was a woman. Oh, interesting. But Freddy is trying to come out through Jesse's stomach and he cuts himself out. And yes. <laughs> Freddy is born. Right. Basically casts Jesse aside like a, a costume and that he was wearing. My, my first question is, where's his hat? <laughs> <laughs> but Grady is continuing to bang on the door. And Ferris Bueller's dad is comes on the other the side door. of the door. Ferris Bueller's dad comes to the door. Freddy grabs him by the neck and just kind of like squeezes the life out of him. Mm-hmm. It's but, not really gruesome or a graphic death with his blades or anything. He just squeezes his throat and their knife fingers through the door 
uh, that almost hit Ferris's dad. And then Freddie kind of waves at Jesse <laughs> in mm-hmm. the mirror and he doesn't have his glove. And then I realize it's because it's a mirror and Jesse's covered in blood and Freddie just laughs and Jesse throws the glove at the mirror as he is yelling, you killed him. And immediately we hear police sirens. Yes. That was quick. That was very quick. And uh, Jesse goes out the window. And back at the party, everybody is making out. I was at easily probably at least two dozen parties at your house, I would guess. You think so? I didn't have that many big parties. Well, okay. Well, get-togethers where there were, you know, more than five people there. Yes. I think I only had like three really big parties in high school. I was at least at one of those because I was at the one where all of us were jumping over the couch on the way out the door as the cops showed up. Yes. Because I've seen the video of that. But I, I can never remember, and besides your house, whether it be Belmont's or anybody else's house, I never remember a make-out, if you will, party where it's like, okay, somebody hit the lights and everybody was making out. No, man, you you snuck away to somebody's bedroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this party, it's like everybody's making out. Lisa has changed clothes, and she's about to go out the door, and then Jesse comes in, and he's covered in blood. Says that he killed uh, Grady. And she says, oh, my God, you're hurt. What happened? (laughs) She's really fucking annoying. He tells her that he killed Grady and the gym teacher. And then he says something that happens, but Matt would never say this. He's inside me. I'm scared. (laughs) Say that all the time. (laughs) But you're never scared, though. It's what well-oiled machine down there. <laughs> Scared it's going to end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he says he's inside of me, and she says, who? Fred Krueger. This is not happening. And Jesse has finally had enough of, of Lisa. It's, it's got to be everything you've taken in. Uh, Schneider, the, the diary, the glove. Only it's all mixed up. Christ, what do I have to do to make you understand me? <laughs> Last night he made me try to kill my sister. I got blood on my hands. He owns me. And we go back to the party. Hold on a second. Yeah. But the blood, he shows her the blood on his hands. Uh-huh. And it literally looks like he just stuck his hand in a bowl of blood. <laughs> like, wouldn't you wipe that off in the grass or something as you're walking along? Like trying to get dog shit off of your shoe? Well, I would think also, you know, just from opening the door or on the trip over, it would he would have gotten some of it off where it's it's not like he just literally just dipped his hands in something. Correct. But uh, back to the pool party, Carrie is complaining about the heat in the pool. Yeah. And, and then the hot dogs start popping. I've never, I've I've seen hot dogs explode in a microwave. But never seen them just pop. No. Well, that's a Freddy, it's a Freddy Krueger thing. And the beers start opening, even though they're still on ice. And uh, back with Jesse and Lisa, Lisa has something to say. Jesse, come on. I just want you to listen to this. It's something Nancy said in the last page of her diary. Listen. He is evil itself. 
I know now that I brought him into my world. We all did. Gave him all the energy he needed. Our screams were all he needed. And then the the parents' door closes and locks. Yes, and the lock on the pool gate locks. Um, Lisa tells him, you've got to fight him. And then things start exploding over the pool. Right. And Jesse says, he's coming back. Get out of here, Lisa. And she's telling him to fight it. And then we see the dad. The dad has some bitch tits. Uh-huh. And fight him. And then the fish tank is boiling. Yes. <laughs> TV explodes. Lights over the pool start exploding. And Jesse is now gone. And Freddie is there. And Lisa throws a blanket at him. <laughs> and then hits him with a lamp. And she runs away. Uh, Freddie catches her, and they're wrestling on the floor. And Freddie bites her leg. Yes, I was. My first thought was, "Ooh, that's that, that's gonna. She's gonna need a tetanus shot." <laughs> but she kicks him in the face, and apparently, that's this was something that was done by a stunt woman because it's very obviously not her. And the pool is starting to boil, and people outside are trying to get her out of the house. <laughs> no dice, and then. Freddie throws some plates off a shelf for no reason. Once again, somebody in this film had a thing against plates. It'll come up one more time. That's like from the jerk. He really hates these these cans. cans. (laughs) But Lisa picks up a knife and she's starting to whine. And then there is this exchange between Freddie and Jesse. Jesse, help. There is no Jesse. I'm Jesse now. Kill me, Lisa. Please kill me. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. Kill her. Kill her. Yeah, she's fake sweating. I mean, it, it really does not look real at all. And then she stabs him in the absolute most pathetic way possible. And it's... yeah, that knife really does not look like a knife at all. Yeah. And... Jesse says he loves her. Then Freddie says he loves her. And Freddie doesn't have the glove anymore, just the fingernail bl- blades. And she asks Jesse for help again. And Freddie throws her against a wall. And Freddie moves towards, uh, what do you call that? Window doors. It's, it's a door that's all windows. French doors? There you go, French doors. And he jumps through them and disappears. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not. A bad effect. Not a great effect, but not a bad effect. And then uh, the pool stops bubbling, and the parent's door unlocks and opens. I understand why it unlocks, but I don't understand why it opens, but the dad still has bitch tits. And the kids are creeping up on the glass and debris from the door, which I don't understand why they're doing that. If I was one of those kids, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no no kidding. But I'm like, okay, where's where is he? Where's, where's Freddy? And... He pops through. What? What is it that he pops through? I don't understand this. Like the pool deck or something or like a platform? I don't know. It's something wooden. It's something wooden, but I would expect that the outside of the pool would be all cement. You're right. Uh, yeah, but he, he pops through that and then everybody scatters and he starts knocking shit and plates off tables again. <laughs> yes, he's slicing people. A dude goes up to the the chain link fence and that's electrified. And then yeah, people are falling in the pool the pool starts on fire one guy is climbing up a wall falls to the ground and is burned alive yeah (laughs) and then uh some people 
some guy is getting trampled as people are crawling up a trellis. Let's see. It's, what do I have here? Oh, that's coming up. And that's the, the, yes, the guy's neck gets broken. Yeah. And, but the, the dad smashes open his gun case, grabs a shotgun. And four people have died in the last two minutes and two people have died in the previous hour and five minutes. So the body count is starting to ratchet up a little bit. And Freddie has killed a bunch of random people here. And then there's another random guy that is trying to talk Freddie down. Oh, yeah. Just calm down, right? Relax. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Nobody's going to hurt you. Just tell us what you want, all right? I'm here to help you. Help yourself, fucker! You are all my children now. Based on the little bit of information that these kids have, what would make one of them think, yeah, I could talk this guy down. <laughs> yeah, I've just seen him kill four of my friends. He's awfully scary looking. I'm going to go talk to that guy. <laughs> but the dad is there with a shotgun, and he misses Freddy completely. And she's like a worst, bowl of something. He is the worst shot ever. And Yeah, but then Freddy walks through the lattice. It, well, the dad is reloading the gun, and Lisa grabs it. And Freddy's confused as he and Lisa share a look, and then Freddy walks into a hedge and oh, disappears. It's a, lat- it's a lattice that's on fire. Yeah. And then Lisa lattice. runs off, and Lisa is driving Jesse's car. Why is she driving Jesse's car? Yeah, if she's so rich, why does she need a ride to school? I would I assume she'd have like a Jetta convertible or something. There you go. Yeah. But she's driving to the factory. That's my assumption. Mm-hmm. But the lights are on at the factory. Isn't this factory abandoned? It is. There are no lights on at abandoned factories. No, certainly not. And, but she wraps a rag around the bite marks on her ankle. Oh, that's the bite mark. Okay, I was wondering what that was from, but what does she use to wrap around her leg? It's like a rag. But where does she get the rag from? Uh, I don't know. She tears off a piece of the driver's seat upholstery. Oh, no kidding. And if I'm Jesse, when this is all over, I'm going back to my car. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> what the fuck? But we can hear the machinery firing up at the factory. And there are some Freddy dogs or something that are what keeping watch. What the fuck are those with, like, the human baby faces on these Rottweilers? Not not really good effects. And actually, in the documentary I watched, they're like, yeah. Yeah, we, di- we didn't really do too well with that. <laughs> And I think they're supposed to be the faces of Grady and the coach, but I don't know. Uh, And we see a helicopter shot as Lisa gets to part of the roof. And that's a huge part of the budget. This, this final sequence is a huge part of the budget for this film. Okay. And Lisa's makeup at this point is perfect. Did did she fix her makeup before she left? I think she did. Kind of like Elaine getting some uh, (laughs) juju, juju fruits on the way to surgery. For um, Jake Jarmel, Jake with his glasses, was it? Yeah, with the turtle shell glasses. Uh huh. It's deep pull. 
Deeple, deeple. But uh, Freddy's knife fingers are kind of scraping on a railing. And as Lisa's walking around, she burns her hand on a pipe. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> You're in a factory. Don't be grabbing pipes. Right. And the wound she covered earlier is now covered by ants. Yes. And she wipes them away, but then she looks down again and it's, it was just a hallucination. It's it all in her Fred- head. It was a Freddy hallucination. Yeah. And, yes. and she's continuing to walk around. And when they showed the helicopter shot before, she was kind of at the top of any place you could actually walk in this mm-hmm. factory. But now there are stories and stories above her. Yes. And there's but a she- Freddy mouse that gets eaten by a Freddy cat. Well, it's uh, she climbs a ladder and there's, yes, a mutant rat that then a mutant cat attacks and eats. And she's running along a catwalk and it gives out beneath her. And fortunately, before the, the catwalk gave way, she grabbed the railing. Yes. <laughs> Even before it fell out. And then we find out it actually didn't fall out and she's just laying there. And then she turns and she's almost sliced in the face by Freddy. And she runs again and runs into a dead end. And this is the final showdown between her and the Freddy Jesse combination. And I think it's Freddy says, Come to me, Lisa. And she's pleading for Jesse. And Freddy cuts her shoulder. And Jesse now calls to Lisa. And she says that she loves him. And her love for Jesse is actually hurting. Um, is hurting Freddy and it's causing him to bleed. What is this magic? Should I divulge how I truly lost my powers? It was love. It was old magic. Something I should have foreseen. It, that, what, the hell's that, what the hell's that from? That's uh, from, well, the first one is from uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. When Harry fights um, Professor Quirrell and Voldemort is on the back of his head. Oh, And the second part is from the showdown in the graveyard between Harry and Voldemort in Goblet of Fire because it's very similar. The whole love is the thing that causes him to hurt. Okay. uh, Freddy tries to rope-a-dope her and, and... she says that I am not afraid of you and he's in there and I want him back. And she kind of has this last statement for him. I'm going to take him away from you. And you are going to go straight back to hell, you son of a bitch. No, Jesse's dead. Come back to me, Jesse. I love you. Come back to me. He's dead. He can't hold you, Jesse. He's losing his grip. You can get out. He'll die with me. He'll die with both of us. And then she grabs his hand and kind of pulls him in and starts making out with him. <laughs> yeah, she takes off his hat and starts making out with him. That was kind of weird. And then he pushes her away 
And then all of the pipes start on fire all around them. Yes. But you can clearly see the accelerant. Yeah. Dripping off of it. Yes. Yes. And yeah, Freddy's hurting and he's burning up. He's on fire. Starts melting. Very similar to, uh, is that Tote? Yes. And Freddy's burning body collapses and all the controls that had turned themselves on now turn themselves off and the fire slowly dissipates as Lisa is crying and there's a black husk yes where freddy's body was it starts moving and jesse removes a charred face to reveal his own uh jesse had third degrees over 90 percent of his body (laughs) (laughs) but lisa goes to him and as she kneels down jesse now looks completely different there's a huge continuity difference between one shot and the next as far as what he looks like Mm -hmm. and jesse puts his head on her shoulder and we fade out and at first I said next day, but then I thought about it can't be the next day. But actually, I think it is the next day, but it's the next day or the next couple of days, a school bus is pulling up. So when do you think this next scene happens? Um, I think it's meant to be the next day, but it can't be the next day because there's never any questions about Grady or all the kids at the party. And but Carrie says, hell of a party. Yeah, yeah. Why are they on the bus? Jesse has a car. Yeah, well, she fucked up his seat. Yeah, I can't drive this. I can't drive this. It's missing a piece of the upholstery. What have you done? <laughs> yeah, where's his car? That's what it says in my notes. And Jesse has uh, gauze on his arms as his mom walks him out. And he gets on the bus and he sits with Lisa and gives her a kiss. And Carrie laughs. And Lisa, she's give, Carrie's giving Lisa shit about how bad her party was. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I don't even know which one, says, I can't believe it's all over. And then one of them says... Uh, let's not talk about it. And the bus jumps and Jesse starts freaking out and nobody else is concerned. And they're like, it's fine. It's fine. Calm down. And then the bus stops and a kid that actually got killed at the party gets on. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And Jesse apologizes for freaking out. It's fine. It's all over. But then Freddie's hand comes through Carrie's chest and the bus drives off in the desert there's no freeze frame, but the movie's over. Yes. And you've never seen it before. Movie can't hold up. Um, I was a little bit surprised about, uh, well, first of all, what do you think the body count in this film was? It was like seven. It's 10. Okay. Um, this is, there are more kills in this film than any other Nightmare on Elm Street film. No shit. I, I was shocked about that. There's only four in the first one, mm-hmm. which to me seems very, very low. But it, I, I don't remember this film, so I can't say it, it held up. It is very much what it is. It is that, you know, slasher genre film. It is not as good as the first one. It is way worse than the third one. But what did you think? You hated it. <sighs> It was it was it was what it was. I it's I laughed. I there were parts of it where I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's unfortunate that it went out of what Nightmare on Elm Street is supposed to be. Yeah, it kind of got away from the formula. Yes, but I still I, I kind of liked it. it. It's it's weird. How many times are you going to have back to back to back to back top ten films? Right. Yeah. Can I just say something about your theme this this season? Yeah. I really hate it. Sequels? Part two? Yes. 
Yes. You've done because, two part twos this season. Yes, but they've been good part twos. The, the thing is, it, it is not necessarily films that we liked. It's in some of these films I had never seen before. Right. But they, it's now we can't do the first fr- Nightmare on Elm Street because we've done this one. And we can't go back and do that. Well, Death Wish one was if, but if I choose to do Death Wish in my non eighties movie, I can't. It's been taken away from me. I, I've robbed you of that. <laughs> yes. Well, well, just and, be glad and I you, didn't and pick you, Highlander two. And you've robbed me of some of precious time watching some of these shit burgers. This was very so, short. This is one of the shortest oh, films of we've course, ever done. It, of, but I still had to take a ton of notes. It, you, there's one thing I did notice is. Well, actually, we'll, we'll get to that in just a second, but let's move on to... This may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Yeah, yeah. man-ass doesn't count. Okay. Sorry. And, okay, would you recommend it? No. Eh, you know, for somebody that is watching, you know, these kind of films... Sure. If you're watching Nightmare films, the fr- Friday th- films, the the Chucky films, the Halloween films, sure. Absolutely. So did Jen watch this? No. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Yeah, that is not shocking whatsoever. I, I have figured out one thing, though. The amount of time it takes me to watch a film and take notes for it is increased by a ton when Jen does not watch it. Because when I watch it by myself, I can pause it whenever I want. Sure. <laughs> and when she's watching it, I do pause it sometimes. But, it, I mean, this was this film was under an hour and a half. It easily took me three hours to watch this between pausing it and taking notes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it it's nice when she actually does watch them. So, moving yes. on. Watcha. 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 watching. Okay. So I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Okay. And that is that good? It's very good. It's, it's really good. And that because of that, I actually watched a, well, the first two and a half hours of a documentary called Never Sleep Again, which is about all the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Okay. It's almost eight hours long, but I wanted to cover the first and the second one, and I got through the third one as well. And watching that, you know, there was a music video tie-in for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which was Dream Warriors. Yeah, who's that song by? Dokken. Okay. And that took me down this rabbit hole of, like, 80s music videos. You know, first it was Dokken, and then I was watching this, and then I was watching that uh, from just different things that came up in the suggestion algorithm as I'm watching, you know, different docking videos mm-hmm. and videos I've seen before, some videos I've, I've never seen before, but there's this one video that I've seen a bunch of times that every time I watch it, it makes me cry. <laughs> okay. It's uh, Van Halen, uh, Can't Stop Loving You, which is off of their Balance album. And the reason... It's it's kind of a cool video because it's talking about how love is love. It doesn't matter. It has like little people and it's got, you know, gay people and it's got like mixed racial couples. And it's it's like across the board of, you know, love is love. But they show this person at a graveyard and they're at a headstone 
and it, it, it's for their dog. Hmm. You know, I think the name was like, and I'm fucking getting choked up just talking about it. <laughs> it's, Max was a good boy. And my, my dog just turned nine and he's starting to have some issues. And I, I, I know that him going away is going to be a fucking killer for me. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Beyond that, um, finished Jack Ryan started watching outer range. Okay. We actually started watching the right thing. <laughs> okay. This, this time. time. Okay. I, I think we're about halfway through. I, I don't know if there's going to be a second season. I don't know if it's set up for a second season or not. I'm trying to figure out who the granola chick is. I have my theories. Okay. But it is, there's some some logic gaps as far as what characters do in that. Because right. once the main guy knows that things that go through the hole end up wherever they end up, he wouldn't continue to throw shit in there. I suppose. Because he, he steals the, the belt buckle from the sheriff's office. And he could smelt that or do any number of... No, he throws it in the fucking hole, which means it's going to end up in his property. <laughs> yeah. So there's some logic gaps there. And then the last thing is uh, up to date on... Well, with the exception of the one that aired today, uh, 1923, and that's it. Okay, well, we'll start with that. I'm I, I'm up to date with that. What do you think of it? I'm I'm still struggling to see how all the characters come how how they all work. the The guy that's in Africa, like the mm-hmm. hunter guy, what is his place in the larger story? Oh, he's he'll end up back home with that British chick. I would assume, yeah, yeah. And you know, I kind of felt bad for. You know the cuck she left, because mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm like, that would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, man. <laughs> and Harrison Ford is it, he's not Patrick Stewart bad as far as being believable with some of the shit he's doing, but he's getting close. Yeah, and I know this is supposed to run two seasons. Oh, it is okay, and. I just don't see it in him. You know, he's at, and not taking anything away from the guy, he has given me so much joy over my lifetime. Mm -hmm. But he can't be Harrison Ford anymore. I mean, Indiana Jones anymore. He can't believably be in a fist fight anymore. Because in a fist fight, one bad thing, he's dead. Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. So that that's my thought, and that and the the accents are tough to deal with. Okay, the Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah the the Irish accent. Yes. All right. Um, I watched this um, documentary on Netflix called Volcano. Uh, it was about this New Zealand volcano that erupted that a bunch of people were like hanging out at. Like they brought tour guides up there. Out there, it was okay. Uh, I watched a series with Charlie Cox, the guy who played Daredevil, called Treason. It was it's a limited series. Okay, it was okay. Um, it was interesting. I rewatched a movie called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Coen Brothers 
film, which you don't like the Coen brothers. You you feel like they insist on each other, on on, on, yep. on themselves. Yep. Yep. Fair. fair. I started watching Black Adam. I got about a third of the way through, and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> so okay. I, I will not continue watching that. I watched a movie with um, Colin Farrell and um, Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees of Inishirin, which – it's it's unlike any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's you it, you get to a point where you where you say to yourself, "Oh, that escalated quickly." <laughs> but it's really good. I like Colin Farrell. I like even the old stuff. You know, there's a, a Family Guy clip of Stewie standing next to Colin Farrell on a street corner, and okay. he's like, "Yeah, you look. I, I bet you look real cool. You or you think you're real cool? You're wearing a stocking cap, and it's like 85 degrees outside." Is he going to be back in whatever the sequel to the Batman is? As the Penguin? Yeah, because he was I, co- Copper Cobblepot, right? I thought they were going to be doing a series on HBO of that. All right, but I but, could be wrong. No, um, Farrell's fine. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of anything he's been in that I really thought was terrible. I, I think he's kind of an asshole, but it doesn't mean he's a bad actor. Right. Um, I watched a documentary uh, also on Netflix called Crack, about the crack ec- ec- epidemic in the 80s. Very okay. interesting. And then I rounded out uh, the week with uh, Glass Onion, Knives Out. So what do you think of it? I liked it. I they, they gaslit me with the drink switch. Okay. Because I saw it. Uh, and then I was like, wait a second, what, what just happened there? And then they gaslit me, and because they show it differently, the the when gun I, thing is what got me. Where the um the older woman, the woman that was the governor, okay, bumps into him, and I thought that was where the gun transfer happened. Okay, and they did that on purpose because they they threw that out as a red herring. And when I talked about it last week, I said I was a little bit pissed because. I saw that and I'm like, oh, there it is, there it is. And I thought it was so yeah. clever. Yeah. I thought it I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was about on par with uh the first knives out. Right. And it was missing whatever the one girl's name was, who was kind of dumpy looking in uh knives out, but she's super, super hot. Uh I don't know who that is. Uh you do. You she was like the the nurse in knives out okay i'd have to go back um but yeah that's it okay so time to move on to next week Mm -hmm. i'm so excited and i just can't hide it three degrees for next week's movie and i think i like it all right i'm gonna give you a choice i'm gonna read the the links to each movie and then based on that you can decide which one we're doing. It's Anna de Armas. Oh, it? yeah. She was in the Marilyn Monroe biopic. Yeah, which she's like, oh, yeah, people are going to be pausing. Yeah, it's like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you haven't been nude in other shit already. Right, right. So, okay. Did you hear what I said? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Lyman Ward plays Mr. Grady in this week's movie. He plays himself in 1988's She's Having a Baby. Al Leong, who was the Asian terrorist in Die Hard, Mm-hmm. The Snickers plays, guy, sure. Plays a photographer in that film. Leong plays 
Asian revolutionary in this 1988 sci-fi dystopian classic. Okay? Okay. The next one. Robert England plays Freddy Krieger in this week's movie. Kruger, he plays yeah. Freddy, Freddy, Freddy Krueger in 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Charles Fleischer plays Dr. King in that film. Fleischer plays an uncredited voice in this 1986 animated whodunit, and it's not what you think. Okay, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what the second one is. Or the first one is. What? So, What's the first? first one's oh. Blade Runner. Um, so we're going to go with the second one. Okay. Well, the first one we would have been doing uh, with Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith Oh, David. fuck, they live? Yeah. Okay. The Damn. second one, the second one is The Great Mouse Detective. You know, it, it's been 142 episodes. And it's about time, we, about time we do some animation. I'm dusting off that veto. <laughs> Really? Yes. Really? Yes. All right. All right. Have you ever seen The Great Mouse Detective? Oh, I'm sure I have. Okay. It's so, actually pretty good. So you, you can go with your other choice, which I would be completely fine with. Oh, so we're doing 1988's They Live. So, uh, I've been here to, I'm here to do podcasts and chew bubblegum. Yes. All out of bubblegum. I'm, I'm all out of bubblegum. That's right. All right. Okay. Both of those, I have not seen either one of those in a spell. So. I've seen They Live once, and it was I about a year and a half ago. I Oh, I thought you hadn't seen it. No, I, I went out of my... Cause it was one of those things that I'd seen so much, because that, that's Carpenter, right? Yeah. And the whole glasses thing, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd seen so many images from it, but I'd never actually seen it, and... I think it was during since COVID started that I actually I got it from the library so I could watch it because I'd never seen it before. Okay, it has so one of the well, craziest fights ever on it film. Just goes, in it. it just goes on and on and on. Who's the guy that he fights in that scene? Keith, Keith David. Keith David, not David Keith. Yeah, not David Keith. No, Keith David Keith was in Firestarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keith David has been in. Everything. Multiple multiple movies. You could probably link Keith David almost like Bacon. Yeah, he's he's been in a lot. He's been in a lot of the movies we've done. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Uh, so yeah, they live probably next Sunday. Okay, that's what mm. I'm thinking. Okay, I, I think hockey might be starting back up, so we'll have to see. Okay, well we'll see. Okay, we may have plans on Saturday night. Bring us on home. Hey, thanks everybody for uh, hanging out with us for a couple hours and talking about a bad horror film. No bad pee breaks. Slash... No pee breaks. No, no, no pee lobby. breaks. Yeah. Well, I didn't drink any beer tonight. So, um, yeah, still nursing a cold. But, uh, yeah, join us next week for They Live. Uh, it, I don't know where you can watch it. I know where we can watch it. Yeah. But uh, you want to reach out to the show, send an email, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, at one point I said podcasts are like Netflix for your ears. I think podcasts are more like a buffet for your ears. You can go to the buffet, the podcast buffet. The dick buffet. And, and yeah. And basically, you know, pull out anything that you want. And if there's something there that you don't like, you don't have to eat it. Yep. Just like a dick. Yep. Just like a dick. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And happy new year, everybody. Uh, we will see you next time for they live. And then I'm, I'm very excited for my next season theme. I don't know if you've come up with yours yet. No, I'm just doing whatever next season. Okay. And, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, there's a bunch of movies that are on my list that I, I kind of want to knock out. So. Yeah. Next week when I announce my last eighties film, I'll actually give you the list of all the ones I had to pick from. All right. Because I had like 80 different ones that qualified. Oh, that's going to be actually compelling. probably not 80. It's probably more like 20, but <laughs> compelling podcasting. No, because they'd be like, God damn it. Why didn't you do that one instead? Of yeah. Well, there's Angel. a lot. There's a lot that you could have done that. Then that's why I said, I, I, I haven't not been happy with most of your choices this season. I don't like your theme. Okay. Well, my theme is better maybe next, next season. So I sure hope so. Uh, so welcome to the new year. We will see you next time for they live. All right. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>